0: What's up guys and welcome back to Paint Bravely, the podcast where you can find a little bit of encouragement, discover new ways to make your hobby more fun, and most importantly, learn to paint bravely. Now today we actually have a lot to talk about, which I'm pretty excited for. It's been the same amount of time since the last podcast, but for some reason, there's a lot more stuff. So I think we're gonna jump right in before Brent chokes on his new special drink of the week. And I'm just going to ask, what's been going on, Brent? Huh? I've been getting hobby done, Casey.
1: I've been I've yeah. been doing stuff. I've been just dawn to dusk and then far, far beyond dusk. Every day I've been doing stuff. have got a bunch of projects going on. And it's a good feeling. It's a good feeling. That's cool. How about you?
0: Well, <laughs> that's, that's got to be a record. Uh... <laughs> You're like, lots, but I'm not going to tell you about it. Uh, <laughs> let's see here. Okay, fine. I'll I'll jump right in. I'll be that. Um, I've been doing also a lot of stuff. Surprisingly, a lot of stuff for uh, continuing the baby diaries that I've been doing. Um, I painted a couple of tanks last week, which I thought turned out pretty cool. Um, some fancy colors on those. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, I bought a vortexer, finally. Got one of those wow uh yeah <laughs> like i finally like i had i had i don't know it's like just the right amount of cash to go you know what like 70 bucks is is the perfect time i, I it's right there and i i just clicked buy now on uh amazon yeah cool thing is like it showed up the next day
1: <laughs> so Ooh.
0: it was like immediate gratification mm-hmm. so yeah i'm pretty excited about that it's it's actually been really good Uh, I've caught myself a couple of times like going to shake the paint and being like, aha, no. (laughs) And then, you know, using the Vortexer. It's like I I ran an extra power cord behind my desk. So it's up here now with all my paints. Very good. So, yeah, pretty excited about that. Um, I also spent money on a a defiler. I don't know if you've seen one of those. I have. Like everybody's. You put it in your video, actually. They
1: actually did catch up on your video. So, yeah. Yeah.
0: All right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I bought it to Filer for like fifty bucks. Very nice. I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna paint it, cause it's one of those like super nostalgic models from Games Workshop that a lot of people seem to hate, but I think it's rad.
1: Yeah, it's a is this big metal spider, basically, right? It's like yeah. a it's like a tank with Maybe spider like legs the...
0: and claws. Yeah. 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 Think of like that stupid idea from Wild Wild West. Mm-hmm. It's like that. Maybe that's why people hate it so much.
1: That very well could that. be. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've mentioned before <laughs> Wild Wild West is why I I don't really get along with the entire concept of steampunk. Like that one movie just I ruined could see the that genre ruining for, it for me. You. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Yeah, which is a bummer yeah it is
1: well well, I know that some people really love their steampunk, and for me, it's just like that is the stupidest movie I've ever seen A giant metal <laughs> spider you you like giant metal spiders with have you ever heard the clocks? story of
0: that giant metal spider before? What's like that? I can't remember the guy's name that that's like the producer or the, the the director or somebody like that giant metal spider idea has been floating around Hollywood for like it was like twenty years before that movie came out. And it was supposed to be in like all these other movies slated with like all this work put in. Mm. And finally it showed up like all of the the stars aligned and it like showed up in Wild Wild West solidifying it as a terrible movie Like just because of this one thing that's it's like this bad idea that's been circling the drain for for years. Um, Yeah, there are like podcasts about it. it. It's crazy. It's like a whole thing.
1: Huh? Well, I'd like to uh, yeah. to, uh, to learn a little bit more about that, but I don't know. Without yeah. that giant metal spider, that movie would be entirely forgettable. It would be it'd be high noon. <laughs> That's two. true. You know, it would just be gone from the memory <laughs> banks. It would be. Yeah. yeah,
0: ironically, you're right. It would be like completely forgettable. Yeah. Um, Which is sad for everybody involved. Right. Cause there are some good actors in that movie. Right now, that giant <laughs>
1: metal spider just cements it for all eternity as this is mm-hmm. a bad movie. These actors are bad people, and yeah, uh, <laughs> steampunk is bad. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yeah, that that sounds about right. Um. <laughs> well, there's there's more to
1: that story. Wasn't uh, wasn't Will Smith like, originally slated to be in The Matrix, but he turned it down so he could be in Wild Wild West or something?
0: I think so. I think so. I think that's one of the stories yeah. out there. Like, uh, he was supposed to be Neo. Right. And then he just wasn't. <laughs> yeah.
1: We we all make mistakes, right?
0: I mean, yeah. I think Will Smith <laughs> seems to make more mistakes than most people, like, movie choices-wise. Like, he did good for a long time. And, and then, I don't know. I don't know what happened.
1: Hancock Hitchcock Hancock
0: I mean, Hancock was was pretty pretty good was it okay a lot of subtext Gemini in movie. man a lot
1: of... look this this is not yeah, a Will Smith podcast no. <laughs> it doesn't have to be it could be <laughs> I mean, judgment we call about right it now before. Casey we're just going full Will Smith for two hours
0: mm, I don't think I can
1: <laughs> I mean okay right, no we'll I could. Some. we'll save some I, I for actually next time could. dear dear listeners <laughs> yeah uh write in the comments <sighs> below what Will
0: Smith movies you like and dislike Mm, and we'll, we'll discuss bright. It was interesting. Yeah, that's that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at least that's like within the realm of like orcs, right? Orcs and fairies and, uh, elves. Yeah. Magic. Didn't wands. see it. Didn't mm-hmm. see it. You didn't see it? Mm-hmm. Really? That's, that's surprising.
1: I made a judgment call to cancel Netflix because we've already got oh, enough. Oh, right. And I'm going right. to wait a year or two, and then I'm going to mm-hmm. switch it back up again, catch up on the various catalogs. I've got a strategy in here. Part of the strategy mm-hmm. is remembering to cancel CBS All Access, I which just, I did. I was
0: just about to ask. Yeah. Oh, you did? Good job. Congratulations. They only got one month out of me.
1: Yeah. And I got two trial <laughs> months out of them, so.
0: That's nice. Again, you I, win uh, some, I you lose some, but on recently. the whole,
1: we're doing okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I signed up recently. Because I haven't, I haven't watched uh, any any of the new Star Trek, any anything of it, so I figured I'd at least catch up, and I've seen like two episodes of Picard, and that's it. So I haven't gotten very far.
1: You weren't just uh, glued to your TV screen, unable to stop binging
0: until the end. I mean, I wanted to, okay, but uh, honestly, like. Having kind of a, and this is going to sound terrible because it, it is, uh, having a bedtime because of children is like the worst. And it's not like I can't just go go do whatever I want after they're asleep, but it's a process. So by the time I'm like putting them down, I'm like, oh my God, I can't function. Like we read one too many bedtime stories and I'm, I'm done. So yeah, side effect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you've been... uh, That's my life right now.
1: Yeah, but you've been getting those Nurgle painted. Those tanks are looking nice. That's true. So so what you didn't mention is those tanks you painted have dozers on the front of them, and you did the caution Mm -hmm, stripes mm -hmm. on the dozers.
0: I did the chevrons.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, the the sweet striping. You you masked them off and did some some spraying, and they look good. And also you did the... uh, the citrus colors like the the orange <laughs> and, and lime <laughs> green so two different tanks one's your orange one's your lime together they're the yeah. citrus nurgle tanks and they look great yeah
0: i'm i'm slowly moving into this weird like cotton candy territory that i'm 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 noticing like a, a trend that i'm gonna have to like really fight to get out of um because i don't want a cotton candy nurgle army Um, and I'm already using like fluorescent pink as kind of my, my pop color, um, to really just tie everything together. And like, that looks really cool on a lot of the stuff, but like going with the green, I was thinking like, okay, well, you know, it's, it's a nice green, it's an urgle, It makes sense. The yellow for traditional for Chevrons on the front of any kind of chaos tank or any tank for that matter in Warhammer. Um, which is very traditional. Although I went with, uh, not black stripes because I have like the chipped away paint, it's all white and weathered and stuff. So, um, I might end up weathering them down a little further with some brown just to kind of like not make them so cotton candy. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, save
1: that for Personal now. Preference. See see what the final army looks like because I, yeah, I like them the way they are. They do look cool. It would cool. be easier if like, you could I, just I haven't leave touched them, them because of that.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. Like, there's no reason to actually touch them at all. Like, the army looks cool, even if it is cotton candy. Like, it doesn't matter. It looks rad. Like, Very it nice. just is what it is. So it's yeah. it's 100% personal preference. I left the, uh, the tanks not weathered in the front. Like, I did some brush weathering, just, like, real fine detail stuff. Uh, but I didn't just slather it in, like, brown wash, you know? So, because I like the way it looked. I don't know. What do you what, what do you think, camera? What do you think?
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, this uh this army has been interesting to watch you work on because it seems like you're putting more time and effort into it than you did with like your your demon army. You mm-hmm. know because you're spending a little bit more time on the individual paint schemes and on that on that yes. army of demons, you weren't masking things off and doing stripes. You were you were getting your red no, down, all and like then you were getting your glowing swords down. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yes. When when I do commission work, and I I kinda hesitate to call that commission work because it wasn't, right? I I meant to sell that army. I didn't. I still have it. It's in a box. It's been in a box since I Hey, hey, I didn't bring it it. up. You brought it up. (laughs) No, my point is like when I when I'm in a certain mindset, right, to to get something done, to paint an army that does look delicious. When I'm in a mindset to get an army painted like, I put together a plan, and it's like the most streamlined, ready-to-go plan that I can make it. And, and there are certain things that you do when you're painting an army on a scale and on a timeline that's, that's, I mean, it's quick, right? Um, There are just certain things that you don't bother doing. Masking is one of those things. Like, you get really good at airbrushing around things when you know you don't have the option to come back, right? You don't have the option to mask something off. Unless I absolutely had to, I didn't mask anything on that army. And there are a couple of like parts where the blue might have hit a forearm, but it's one of those things where you can kind of like lure it away, right? So to speak. Um and just say, oh, it's OSL. It's OSL. Fine. And it and it does look like that. So yeah, this army I'm planning on keeping. This is my Nurgle army. I have probably I don't know, three or 4,000 points of uh, Age of Sigmar Nurgle. So, all the fantasy models, um, great unclean ones, all the stuff, right? I have tons of models for that. Um, and I thought, like, well, if I'm going to start playing 40K again, I might as well have a Death Guard army. So, here we are. Like, I'm going to keep it, I'm going to put some effort into it that I want to see on the team. So, it's a little different.
1: Very nice. Yeah, no, I've been uh, enjoying watching that project come along here. And, you know, I've been painting chaos myself, actually. So, speaking Mm. of giant metal spiders, I've been working on a Lord Discordant on Hellstalker. No, wait, I'm messing that up. Whatever. It's a a 40k chaos marine giant metal spider. A little bit of an... Oh, okay. Yeah. a little bit of an insect chaosy face. It's got a big tail on yeah, it, which yeah. spiders don't really have.
0: That's true. We
1: got a we got a lot of great comments uh last video, maybe the one before about thoraxes and abdomens. We're not getting that serious into spiders here, but this one has a has a tail with a stinger on it. And that's pretty cool. But I've been spending a lot of time doing metal filigree. Hmm. So the the especially the newer Chaos Space Marine models, just every plate of armor is covered in metal borders, basically with frames, right. the filigree. It's like
0: know. Chaos in a nutshell, right? Yeah, everything is just bordered in a metal something.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and <laughs> just spending a lot of time outlining things in in gold, so this project uh i I am not making a chaos space marine army for myself. This is for the Nova open charitable Foundation for this coming year mm-hmm. and I think that that the auction or or raffle actually starts in the next month or so here.
0: It's coming up yeah,
1: yeah, yeah so this time i'm I'm working with the same group of folks who did the blood Angels Army last year. this time Sweet. we're doing a corn army. So the the organizers, I don't know what they have with with red space marines, but they're like, okay, this time it's going to be chaos, and we're using a slightly different shade of red. Okay, right. let's, let's okay do it.
0: you're using corn red. <laughs> Did you go out and buy that that pot of corn red?
1: No, no, I you didn't. I went with army painter uh, chaos oh red, my God. and I actually had evil sun scarlet around here, <sighs> which they were all using for the highlight color. Okay, so you're you're probably safe, but I did have to go out and buy Balthazar gold, so
2: mm, really,
1: <laughs> such a bummer. It is right, but no, <laughs> I, I I'm committed to this. I want my model to look like it belongs with the others. Of course, you know a bunch of different artists, so there's different you know a little bit of different styles within the army, but oh yeah, mostly yeah. the same colors, so they mostly fit together. One person mm-hmm. is doing all the bases so that they'll have a better yeah, chance. Makes sense. Have a better chance. That's of a very good idea.
0: I mean, that definitely does it more than almost anything else. Like, you you get the same base on everything, and it's like, well, obviously these go together, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> like, because you, you look at, like, blood angel armies, and it's like, okay, you got your blood angels. Then you got your, like, blood angels who are all gold. Yeah. Well, what's with that, right? Yeah. They're not red, yeah. but they got the same base. You're good. You're good. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, you know, we, we had a, a palette of, of colors that we were all using and um, the instructions were given in, in Citadel colors, which, you know, it, it converts in some cases and in others like it's readily available. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, on the silver, silver does not matter. We, officially, I think we're supposed to use Stormhost silver, but...
0: Bright silver.
1: Right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, you know, the any of the metallics are shiny enough so that the you know exact uh, tone doesn't matter so much or shade or whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. Except for, for golds, there's different amounts of brown and red and yellow in there. So yeah. I felt like I really did need to actually go out and buy Citadel. Stormhost, not Stormhost, uh, Ghanis gold Balthazar. and Balthazar gold. Yeah. And... I actually think they're okay. They're 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 decent metallics. They're, they're alright. Every time they're I open fine. the pot, I get a a ring of paint on my hands, which is <laughs> not an experience <laughs> I've had a lot of because I don't use many Citadel paints, but those pots are just yeah. stupid in in new ways I didn't even know
0: about. But. Right. Yeah, it's sad because like I really like Citadel paints. Mm-hmm. Like like the way that they work. And I don't know if it's just because I've been using it for so long or what the, the deal is. Because I have all brands of paint, right? I've used basically every brand of paint on the market. But, like, Citadel just feels good. Like, it, it, it does the things that I want it to do. You know what I mean? So, I don't know, It sucks that, like, <laughs> they have to come in such terrible pots. Terrible. Right.
1: Well, maybe one of these next episodes while you're talking, I'm just going to be sitting here like angrily pouring Citadel paints into bottle <laughs> droppers, you know?
0: I mean, for the low, low cost of about $15, like it's worth doing. I mean, I have all the supplies
1: know? I need and you could, you could like better. just watch you my like, angry face and narrate while I'm while I'm pouring the all paint right. in. Yeah.
0: YouTube.com slash paint bravely the podcast. Leave your comment down below. Would you love to see Brent just angrily filling paint pots, you know, dropper bottles from Citadel bottles for an entire episode of this podcast. I want to, I want to get that in the comments and solidify this for literally two weeks from now. All right. Thank you. Casey, you'll have to do all the
1: talking on that podcast. I'm, I will be in no mood to have a conversation with another human. Uh, I'll just be, yeah. Yeah. I'll just turn off my mic. Uh, I'll leave the camera on though. Just be
0: I'm totally fine with this.
1: And I'll be like searching through my supplies, realizing I got Incubite <laughs> Darkness back there and Sybarite Green, mm-hmm. and I might as well convert those over, yeah.
0: You know. Oh you might as well. Might as well.
1: And and just while we're while we're in the uh the comical bitterness here, I, I went to my local games workshop store to to make that purchase of Balthazar Gold. And I walk in right. there Still am not recognized by the, by the manager, <laughs> which...
0: That was my next question, okay. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> and actually, I was I was kind of hanging out there for like a little while longer. Like, okay, just so, to see. So first off, they did not have Balthazar Gold, so, so the no entire way, really. purpose of a Games Workshop <sighs> store is just right out the window at this point.
0: That is insane. That that is actually kind of crazy. Like yeah. that's that's one of the, like the colors that they usually keep stocked. It's like no oil, right?
1: <laughs> well, I we'll walk in there and uh, hey, you know, the the, the typical salesman stuff. Like, hey, how you doing? Can, what can I help you with? You know, what what armies you working on? And I'm like, oh, hey, right. I'm, I'm just here for some gold. He's like, oh, we got a lot of great golds. I think we're out of Balthazar gold. I mean, at least he knew what he had in the stock. <laughs>
0: that's that's a good point. Like, yeah. oh, good for him.
1: Okay. He's like, yeah, it's a really popular gold, like, All right? It's a really good gold. Okay. Like, but but you could just use uh Liberator gold and put a bit of brown in there. Like, no, that's really not the point. Yeah.
0: <laughs> did you at least you didn't tell him like, no, it's for a it's for a charity auction for an army. Like, I have to use the same gold as everyone else. Did you did you tell him that?
1: I actually did. Yeah. Okay. I, no, I mean, I, um, I
0: it's it's pretty straightforward. not not maybe
1: not super directly but he's like oh yeah what are you working on he's like i'm like oh and they do the thing of like oh you know what do you like to paint what are you working on i'm like oh i paint a a bunch of stuff again no recognition and like this this particular project is you know doing uh something for that nova open charity charity foundation raffle and uh yeah need that that specific gold it's like oh yeah cool 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 and Mm -hmm. um yeah i did i did hang around the store for another five minutes just kind of poking through their stock and
0: as you do as as yeah.
1: as i do but uh just keeping up a little bit of a conversation no no recognition i I'm kind of enjoying this actually like um uh talking
0: Warhammer like on the level just <laughs> on this normal plane
1: yeah yeah well, I'm yeah. enjoying that, but I'm also enjoying like just seeing how how long it takes. Uh, for, for this man to, to figure out, uh, that one, he's seen me before. And, and two, that like other people have seen me before, uh,
0: <laughs> there no, was there anybody else in the store? One,
1: one other couple did come in, um, and they didn't recognize me, but like, I have been recognized by his customers in his store, which is very small, uh, previously.
0: Yeah. 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 They, those stores are generally like the size of a, a spare bedroom. Yeah. Yeah. Very small.
1: Yeah. Um. So anyway, that was my most recent trip to a, a games <laughs> workshop store. I ended up driving a, a little farther out to go to my, my favorite crossroad games, which which did have Balthazar and Gehenna's Gold, so I, I picked those up and very nice. Also got myself the uh the Chaos Sphinx cat thing, Sphyranks from from the Warcry or whatever. And uh
0: Oh right, right, right. I know what you're talking yeah. about.
1: Vince Vince Venturella will be proud of me. I know I know he likes that one. He's
0: a big <laughs> big fan over there. So you gotta you gotta paint it at least as good as him. I mean, come on. Well.
1: <laughs> I I think that one's gonna sit in my pile for for a good few months before I get around to it. You, you're
0: one. not gonna be like, I painted a cat to look like my cats. <laughs> Literal thumbnail. Like, come on, that's gold. <laughs> <laughs>
1: i don't know yes I don't know. yes it, it doesn't look qu- it looks more like a Griffhound than it does a cat it, ah,
0: i mean i don't know it's, if you painted it to look like your cats then there would be no question i'll try i'll try i'll see yeah. what i can do
1: <laughs> but um let's see i can i can uh keep this rolling here so speaking of vince venturella uh mm-hmm. vince and and adam from tabletop minions put out a a model agnostic game recently, Rain in Hell. So uh model agnostic, meaning you can use whatever models you want for this game. So similar to all the World War II games or similar to Frostgrave or Stargrave, right? Stargrave, so. Mm, yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm, Sounds right. Mm-hmm.
0: There are many. There, 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 are, there many, are many, but...
1: They're they're reaching yeah. my consciousness more and more, and I'm really mm-hmm. liking the idea. So, mm-hmm. yeah, in the last couple of days, I've bitch just been looking through all my my unpainted models here and, like, could this be a demon? Because Rain in Hell is about making a little war band of, you know, seven to ten demons. And it's got kind of a similar thing to, to Frostgrave, where I think in Frostgrave you have your, your mage and your mage's apprentice... And then just soldiers and followers that, that help them out. Um, hmm. Anyway, in, in Reign of Hell, Reign in Hell, Reign of Hell, you, you'll figure it out. You'll figure it out. Uh, you've <laughs> uh, got yeah, your... We'll
0: put up a picture right here. Oh. We'll see if it happens. Yeah. That's true. I have no idea <laughs> if we'll even be able to get a picture. <laughs> Sorry if there isn't one. It <laughs>
1: could just be a picture of Ar- Arnold Palmer, and uh, no one, you know, we won't know. We have no control over I these I won't things.
0: know. Yeah, yeah. I have exactly none but
1: uh, reign in hell so you got your your leader your like demon leader who's who's trying to make the most of his uh I don't know situation in hell he's he's got plans <laughs> right and then he he recruits a, a devout like a second in command to really get stuff done like you get your your mm-hmm. emperor and your Darth Vader characters and then just you fill the rest of the list with with demons so right anything can be a demon so i've been looking through my, i mean yeah. yeah yeah i've been looking through my pile of unpainted minis and there are so many things i could use and actually one i'm really tempted to do is is just use that stupid yeti figurine of me so i was filling uh, about 3D to printing oh man. studio yeah yeah they they it's... put my face on a yeti figurine and depending on how you base that yeah that's a demon oh. in hell that's obviously a leader yes yes yeah and yeah there are so many minis uh from you know 3d printed companies from everywhere that can be demons
0: Mm -hmm. lots of them with your face on it and having a warband of brents i think sounds like the best use of your time
1: yeah live in the dream casey live (laughs) in the dream
0: just a a demon army of brents (laughs) remember if you base them like they're demons it counts Uh it's all the same Uh
1: well i mean like orcs are actually pretty good demons yeah yeah. anything that's a that's a little bit monstrous and you know adam has been making the point that demons in different cultures can be almost anything and they're they're tricksters Mm they take different forms and i mean chaos in general is Chaos, the forces of hell, or, yeah, there's supposed to be a lot of diversity there. All kinds of crazy monsters, so.
0: I mean, even in in my own collection, I'm, like, just looking around the room, I've got just an asinine amount of models that could easily be considered demons. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. (laughs) And even then, it's model agnostic. You could literally just use goblins if you wanted. Certainly could. You can. There's an option. That's the whole point. There's no goblins, yeah. <laughs> demon goblins. Yeah, I like that. I like that about a lot of games, a lot of newer games that are coming out. They're like, look, we don't care. We we want you to buy this sweet set of rules because it's good. It's fun. It's fast paced. It's whatever, you know, um, I haven't read through those rules. I imagine they're pretty good. Those dudes know how to play games and, you know, they worked around the gaming industry for a long time. So you know, I'm looking forward to trying some games of that.
1: Yeah, they've uh, written games before. I think they've both worked on games before. They've both played a ton of games. I think this is their their first project together. But yeah, from what mm-hmm. I've read of the rule book, and I've read some of it so far. But it looks good.
0: <gasps> read <a> rule
1: <laughs> Yeah. Um. No promises on a, on whether or not I'll finish reading <laughs> that rule book. That's that's really not me. But I do I do like when I'll a game it. just gives you the motivation to to get excited about painting up some minis. It offers just a framework yeah. for you for who I'm going to get, you know, these eight minis mm-hmm. together and I'm going to paint them up. So they look like demons and base them all the same. and <laughs> Wonderful.
0: I think there are, there are two types of games, right? There are, there are the games that are like this, where it, it makes you excited to want to go out and find something to paint. Or the minis that come with the game are so good that sure you want to go out and paint them um I think the the benefits on the first one outweigh because it also means that i can use painted minis that i already have mhm so there it's it's like you get these this kind of like double option with games like that like model agnostic in general and you know it's just like it has a feel good kind of thing you can just get right to it you know cuz nobody Nobody actually wants to play with grey plastic. Like you don't. It it's it's like I don't know. You'd think it would be fine, but it's just not fun. <laughs> I can't do it.
1: Oh. And I I do not play anywhere near anywhere near as much as I paint. And so even if I never play this game, like just the the excitement of putting together a a little team so that I could one day and uh yeah, no, I had had fun reading yeah. through the you know how to construct your your cabal and i've uh, mm. been having fun scheming about you know what model could be what and yeah rain in hell
0: Check so it adepticon out. 2022 why don't we sit down and play a game of this game
1: i'm down i'm down yeah i bet we could uh right. you know harass either vince or or adam into playing I, with I us I too i imagine
0: we probably could Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: We'll, Why we'll not? start sending aggressive texts now and uh yeah, to by, just, by the time it's we'll both out you know,
0: right now. Yeah, uh, if they don't can have you restraining come over orders to our out? hotel room yeah. and uh teach us how to play this game. because mm-hmm. uh, Brent obviously didn't read the rule book, so you know.
1: Yeah, as it is, I always need to play with somebody who has read the rule book.
0: Yeah. I'll I'll do it. I will. I'll do it. Don't worry about
1: it. I appreciate you, Casey. <laughs>
0: we got a, we got a lot of games to to catch up on here. I have a lot of rule books I got to read already. <laughs> like come on now.
1: That's for sure. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh speaking of rule books, uh I did pre-order the Kickstarter for the new skirmish game from Creature Caster. Uh I I got in on the ground floor on that. Um it wasn't too bad actually uh, expensive wise. The models look really cool. Um obviously they they hit their goal pretty quick cuz it's Creature Caster. they, they mm-hmm. generally do. But uh, I'm looking forward to that. They got, I think it's 32 mil uh, scale models. So they're smaller. They're not the gigantic, you know, display models that they generally do. Although I think they have options for both in the game. It's a weird thing. But um, I like that idea of they're doing kind of the same thing. Like uh, that you can just use smaller models and play this skirmish game that they, they came up with. So looking forward to that in 2024, whenever it comes out.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, so speaking of creature caster, man, they've got some models for rain and hell, I'm telling you.
0: I bet that, yeah. Oh, yeah. They they definitely have the demons on, on lockdown, yeah.
1: for sure. So last year I bought their uh, Canadian special, uh, Canuckamera. Yes. Uh, the, the Canadian <laughs> Chimera, with the, it's got the beaver coming out of the stomach, and it's got a big angry goose head, and it's, its tail is somehow a Canadian goose, and it also has a little mm-hmm. friend, which is a flying beaver around. They both have stubby little wings, and so there are definitely characters in Rain and Hell that are supposed to fly, so. Mm, okay. Sweet. A lot of great options there.
0: Oh, an entire army, or a warband of just little wee nerglings. Yeah. Ooh. Some of those got little wings. Ooh. Yeah. They're all demons. I love that. That's That sounds like my kind of warband. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? I'm gonna do that. Dibs. Dibs.
1: <laughs> Sometimes I forget what dibs we call and what dibs we forget to call, but
0: So far, like canonically on this podcast, uh Dark Eldar, Dibs. And uh now I'm calling dibs on, on the Nurgling for for Rain and Hell. Seems fair. It's definitely fair. <laughs> 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 um <laughs> So I got one other thing that's a little strange before we uh, before we get to the main topic of this episode. I think we, we can talk about this for a sec, but I bought magic cards the other day. I don't know. I know you. I know you're pulling it out. You're pulling, I knew it. I knew it. Friggin. What a dragon shields for your magic cards is. Yeah. So I was at a target. And I saw a bunch of magic cards because I don't and I don't know the full story about this, but you know, did you know that Target and Walmart are discontinuing selling of any kind of sports cards or Pokemon cards? I don't know what the deal was. I should have looked it up before actually even mentioning it. Something happened and they're like, We're never selling these cards again. But Magic Cards somehow didn't get that cut. Mm. So like the shelf at Target was triple the size. I, do, I don't know what happened if Wizards was like actually on top of their game and they're like, no, we got to fill that space. This space is open. You know, retail space doesn't come open like that too often in, in big chains. Right. So they, they took their opportunity or whatever, or somebody that worked there was like, all right, it's a magic shelf now, whatever. Cats. <laughs> and uh, they were just an asinine amount of magic cards. Really? And, w- and
1: were there more types of products than normal?
0: Yes. Really? So they had they had unhinged sets, um. But like the newer ones, they had a bunch of boxes of those. They had a bunch of fat pack boxes. Um. Mm-hmm. They had all the regular draft stuff. Reg- regular booster packs of like fifteens. They had the special edition twelve card packs of the newest set that are like uh, oh well you know the the pull rates are higher some other stuff whatever whatever. Um. So I got two of those. And I ended up making like. Forty dollars. Very good. It's like it happens every every single time. I'm like, I'm out of magic. I'm out of magic. I look at, it, I'm like, I'm not going back. And then what happens? I make a bunch of money. And then I'm like, super tempted to go back. And like, and I have to keep telling myself, No, I can't do that. Gotta buy Warhammer models. Mm-hmm. Can't buy magic cards. Mm-hmm. It's a dark hole. It's a dark hole. And now here you are. With your dragon shields, ready to play some magic, I assume, because there's no other reason you buy dragon shields.
1: Yeah. What's that? I like dragon shield matte. I find they shuffle really nice. They they last a long mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. They're durable. Dragon mm-hmm. shield matte. Not the original, the matte ones. Oh, the matte. Yeah, they look cool. They, nice, they look cool, sure. but yeah, the, uh, the front face is, is clear and slick, but the back face is kind of matte. And that mismatch mm-hmm. of textures means that they, they slide past each other really well. Like with mm-hmm. the, the originals, where it's kind of like shiny on both sides. For whatever reason, those are a little, a little bit harder to shuffle, I find. So maybe we stick together they, they a little bit like more. They feel like they
0: get suction yeah, Right. Yeah. Like a weirdly. Yeah. Or like staticky, maybe? I don't know.
1: Yeah. But before the pandemic, I was enjoying some Commander with my friends, and I'm hoping to get back into that. So... I think we're all vaccinated. All right. We're starting to text each other like, "Yeah, we should hang out one of these days." And so I'm just trying to accelerate <laughs> like, that oh, yeah. a little bit. Like I added to the text chain today, like, "Yeah, we should hang out one of these mm-hmm. days." I bought some dragon dragon shields. You know, got some yeah. new deck protectors. So I think that's gonna happen. And uh, well, that sounds fun. Yeah, i I haven't actually bought any Magic cards for a year, and that's I feel feel pretty good about that. I've got enough here for now. I'm sure once I actually play some games, maybe I'll get a couple of singles to to round out some decks or whatever, but and yeah. of course somewhere on the horizon supposedly is is Warhammer Magic cards and I'll probably just yeah. use that as an excuse to crack open a box and and just make a stupid video on Goobertown hobbies, but
0: I mean, I that's the thing, right? It's it's on the horizon. We know that's on the horizon. And it's just one more thing. <laughs> like, and isn't mm-hmm. it just alternative art for the cards? Anyways, it's not actually like a Warhammer. I have no set. idea. I haven't read any more up about it. As yeah. as far as I know, it's the the art on the cards. Like, some of them are just Warhammer art that fits the theme of whatever the card is. Fantastic. I mean, it's, it sounds cool. Like, yeah. don't get me wrong, but uh, yeah, that. Come on, man. Like, that's that's one of those things for sure. That's gonna. Pull me back in, I'm, I imagine.
1: <sighs> <laughs> we'll we'll work on that addiction. Right. But yeah, right. no one uh, time. collectible prices in general have been going up. And I yeah. saw those news articles, too, about the fact that you know, sports cards and Pokemon cards were no longer being sold to Target. And right. I was kind of like trying to... <laughs> Every every like title of those articles I saw, I'm like, I'm not seeing them list magic here. It's kind of weird that they no. say sports and Pokemon, but yes, apparently some values have been going up high enough during the pandemic where people are, you know, getting a bit mm-hmm. loopy and, and speculating on these items. And it's interesting that, that magic, I think magic prices have gone up, just not that much
0: considering no one has been able to play physical actual magic really like i don't know why they would go up it actually makes no sense because the supply should be huge for every set people aren't buying them it's not like the supply is you know what i mean it seems weird um even for pokemon or like just baseball cards I like feel, why yeah
1: I i think i've i've seen this somewhere but like all collectibles people have been getting more interested in. There was, uh, you know, the example six months a year back of some big YouTuber pulling a, a Charizard out of a pack worth like, you know, $100,000 or whatever. And there was. Excuse me?
0: Do I need to start playing Pokemon? No, Again, no. It's been since like ninety seven. But no, I think there's been a
1: little bit of a rush on it. <laughs> and then you got your, like, your Wall Street bets, like people just getting interested in speculating in general. And so I think that's all kind of culminated to a bit of a rush but you know i used to I feel like
0: that might be artificial though when,
1: when i go on ebay every once in a while i'll look up the price of star wars customizable card game booster boxes and those have been going up steadily too like sure and that yes those are 20 20
0: eh, i mean they're old yeah, yeah
1: maybe 25 they years came old. out yeah.
0: in man like When was I? 12? I can't even remember. Like, it was a while back, so...
1: They're 20- to 25-year-old boxes, and as of a couple years ago, they had a pretty stable and pretty reasonable price, but they've gone up a lot over just the past couple of years, which is interesting Mm to see.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, hey, if you still have boxes (laughs) of that game... (laughs) Not unopened,
1: yeah.
0: (laughs) Not unopened? No. Of course not. Like, why would you... (laughs) I have I have uh, I actually have like three or four booster packs, not unopened, they're opened, but mm-hmm. they they're in pretty good condition in a in a box in my garage somewhere. Nice. <laughs> like I never played, but uh I did buy them.
1: Nice. So yeah, I I played the Star Wars Customizable Card Game a, a lot as a child. Mhm. And a couple of years ago, uh my parents were were moving and going through boxes and they found a starter deck of Star Wars cards that they had bought for like Christmas for me or something Ooh. when I was 12. And, <laughs> it and they gave those and it, uh. they gave, you know, it's just a starter box to me. Uh the starter box had, like, I don't know, a hundred cards in it or something like that. Maybe mm-hmm. only 60, but, uh, and, and I was able to like not open it for about a year, but uh, a year or two ago, I finally like snapped and then had to open it. <sighs> but I pulled out a, a black border, Luke Skywalker like all right those, those things only had two rares in them I'm just like yeah i can't remember like where the rares are in this type of pack i think they're on either side of the little rule book that comes in it but let's see here like oh black bordered luke skywalker okay yeah that's 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 the rare that's a rare one yeah i, I know that
0: <laughs> is it is it worth money these days
1: <laughs> maybe 50 bucks i don't know not not that's money, not mind. bad
0: that's not yeah. bad for a card I mean, look, for for a piece of paper, that's not bad. That's not
1: bad. It's not bad. Yeah. It's not bad. Well, um, of course, if I wanted to just go yeah. on eBay, I could, you know, that, that little starter box is funny because it has a story of, like, my parents are doing Christmas shopping and then forgetting about, like, <laughs> one of the little items. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but if I wanted that's to, how, I could buy those, those packs for, I don't know, probably 20 bucks or something like that. I mean, not even now, not ridiculously expensive or anything, but just kind of funny. Right. Um, yeah. we right. We've we've talked enough about customizable cards for now. I think.
0: <laughs> for now. I think so. Well, you're, maybe you're probably we, maybe right. we table
1: this for now. Yeah. What else sure. has been going on? What sure. else you got?
0: Um. Well, I got a cool hot tip in the other day. Something I didn't know about. So, uh, some of my paint bottles, my my uh, inexpensive, paint bottles, that I got off of Amazon, have cracked at the top. Like just around the lid, right? Like in the most GW fashion that you can think. Um, threatening my Games Workshop paints once again, <laughs> and so somebody on uh, somebody on YouTube left a comment on my channel, and they're like, "Oh, don't you know uh, that if you contact Vallejo, because they just assume they're Vallejo bottles, Vallejo will send you a, a replacement cap for free for your paint bottle." I haven't technically looked into this, but that's a weird claim to make. Um sounds pretty sweet though. Like they'll just straight up replace the top of your paint bottle if it breaks. Very nice. Yeah.
1: Man, my my heavy brown from Vallejo the the nipple's been missing that from that for, for a year or two <laughs> now. I have no idea where it is, but <laughs> I think I can get old uh, Alex Vallejo on the phone and, and see if he can send me I over a, a little plastic nipple. We'll see. I bet he would. We'll see. I bet he would. It's worth a shot. Worth a shot, yeah. All right, so, so you got that going for you. What else? Um, hmm. I don't know. I don't I don't have a great hot tip today. I've, I've been painting a whole lot of skeletons and... I did make an absolutely goofy contraption for for painting and priming minis, (laughs) but I've got uh, some lengths of angle iron here, which is kind of an alternative to uh, putting models down on a stick or whatever. And, Mm -hmm. yeah. So so for priming, you know, Games Workshop has a ridiculous stick with, like, a bunch of rubber bands on it. (laughs) Nah, nah. (laughs) (laughs) Are you making fun of me? Yeah, I know you've been using it, and you like it. And that's that's fine. That's good. But I'm to telling you, yeah, I
0: got it for free. So yeah, <laughs> like I like it a lot more.
1: Angle iron is where it's at. Yeah.
0: Now, okay, but you magnetized the stick and all the models, right? To put that angle iron together. The the models; these models are actually on blue
1: tack. Okay. Um, but if I, you know, most of my other models are magnetized, so even yeah, better. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, her, this is sure. uh, one of those examples of of your place of work having a really good trash can. So this is one mm-hmm. day I just found like a a stack of angle iron next to the trash. <laughs> like I don't know what's gonna what I'm gonna do with this, but you know I took to it and three years oh, later, wonderful priming sticks. So <laughs> <Right>. <laughs>
0: three years later oh you're bringing me back to like episode one of this podcast where you just talked about like I found this weird crap in a trash can and I made it work <laughs> like mm-hmm. yes mm-hmm. yeah I mean angle iron for sure like that's got to have uses right in this hobby you you, you just see it and you go that I have to be able to do something with this there're just certain things like like I bought floral wire the other day I don't know Just seem like I could use this, like fishing line, floral wire, or no, like floral, like you tie plants up to sticks and do all the, you know what I mean. And it's green, so you can't really see it. It's a blendy. Um, yeah, like I just bought floral wire. It's really thin gauge. and I'm thinking like, well, maybe I can like uh, wrap this around something. It'd be like a rope, or I don't know, but it's stupid stuff like that. But you see it, and you're just like, this can be used for the hobby. I must keep it. And here you are, three years later. Mhm.
1: Yeah, you sometimes you got to go with your gut. You you, you can trust your instincts on a lot of things. um Yeah, I am enjoying the the image of you at the shop though, standing in front of floral wire, like, yes, yeah, <laughs> with someday, a really stupid face someday. on, going,
0: I know I can use this. Uh, that also that same trip, I bought, <laughs> I don't know, probably fifty. Uh, square blocks of varying sizes <laughs> because I have no idea when, but I'm thinking that that could stack kind of interesting to make like a weird alien base or uh, I don't know, just blocks okay. in general. I mean, depending on how small
1: they are, they could be a, a plinth, you know, paint them black, and, right? And mount right. a mini on the- They're yeah, They're pretty absolutely. small, yeah.
0: yeah. You build all sorts of stuff out of them, but uh, oh, they look cool. Sure. Yeah, so I don't know, just random weird crap like that though. Like the, I just have in a drawer, I just have wooden blocks in a drawer for no reason. Yeah, floor wire.
1: Yeah, you're not a hoarder if you find a use for that stuff within a couple of years.
0: I, I don't, what's the uh, statute limitations on that? I don't know.
1: Uh, I don't know. We may have to change it for some items if if it takes us a little while longer to think of something. But if you eventually sure. think of like a pretty cool use, you're not a hoarder. You're uh, the, the funny thing is, You're thinking ahead.
0: I've had this, uh, I've had this floral wire for a good year. Mm-hmm. Uh, You'll find a just use. I happened to be gardening the other day and 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 I found the, the actual use for it. And uh, I wired up some plants to a trellis. Did that. <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So it was like, I have floral wire. My wife's like, well, what are you talking about? <laughs> I was like, I have some. I will go get it. And I did. And <laughs> I used it. yeah haven't found a good hobby reason yet but it's useful yeah yeah wonderful
1: um yeah mm -hmm. okay i got i got one more thing to mention here another project i'm working on is the uh pride month fabulous marine so there is a group of mostly twitch streamers who for, mm-hmm. for June Pride Month are painting up Marines as, as rainbow warriors or uh, otherwise fabulous in some way. And they're tying that to a, um, I guess, a donation drive for the Trevor Project, which is a uh, suicide prevention hotline for young people. So that's all good. Uh, so for the month of June and possibly beyond, uh, check out uh, – twitch especially for fabulous marines 2021 i think is the the tagline there or, or the the hashtag so um i i okay. will also be putting out a video hopefully kind of soon uh to to reinforce that but yeah if you if you like to watch twitch while you're doing some painting uh try to give the the artists doing the the pride month thing uh, a little extra attention this month so
0: sweet yeah yeah are you gonna be streaming on twitch or are you just gonna be making a video we'll see we'll see i I say just making a video it's like it's a shitload of work but Uh, (laughs) whatever (laughs)
1: yeah i've I've got a a really fun project for that video i've got an old inquisitor model so the 54 millimeter inquisitor game and (laughs) it had at least one like space marine inquisitor character who they actually scaled up appropriately for that game, so he's not just fifty-four I, millimeters. He's like I don't know seventy or whatever. He's like he, I I
0: have that model in my drawer right do now. Do you really? Okay. I got I did, I do. Yes. He's, uh,
1: I looked him up in the book. He's he's Artemis, and my model came from the Chris Price collection, and he was missing a head and his hands. And so I've got really. And so I actually had a lot of the Inquisitor model. Some of them complete. And then some of them were just missing random bits. And it's like, oh, what am I going to do with these? But <laughs> you save them. You think about what to do with them. Then you learn that 3D printing is a thing. Then you print out a beaky helmet and some power fists. And it will Dude, all work. Dude, that out. is
0: seriously, I don't, I don't know. That's my favorite thing about 3D printing. Honestly, hands down, you're just like, I've had this model sitting around. I have no idea what to do. Oh, my God. I just print it out. Done. Fixed. All done. I have a brand new model. It's like, freaking amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So this is this is turning out to a to be a fun project and and uh yeah, maybe maybe that'll inspire me to take another look at the the other half complete Inquisitor models I have in that bag. But <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's the, a uh, sweet
0: rescue project you got there. Though. Yeah. Yeah. It was. It look was. That. Yeah. So,
1: yeah from that collection, you know Eisenhorn himself went to, to Ninjohn, john and and got painted up by John and
0: right yeah
1: a few of the other inquisitors are in my goobertown roulette box somewhere and uh nice i drew uh I drew the it, robot uh... dog a few months ago oh yeah <laughs> uh, but but a lot of the others are still in that box, and then some more of them are still in bits, and maybe i'll I'll three d print just a couple of replacement parts and have some more big old warhammer models.
0: You know what you need to do? You, here's what you got to do. You got to you gotta s- have a separate uh, roulette bin that's just parts and pieces, right? Ooh. So you got your other Inquisitor models. You got your bits, just a bunch of random crap. And then you just go, okay, I have no idea. Don't, don't know what it is either. You're going to like 3D print some stuff. You're going to kit bash something. You're going to do something. You're going to rescue a model. You're going to save it. You're going to make it new. It's going to be amazing. Ooh. You have no idea what it is. Maybe I should just do that myself. I don't. That seems stupid. Yeah, do it.
1: Your <laughs> your inspiration bin. Go for it.
0: There you go. Yeah, my uh, pile Ooh. of opportunity. Mm-hmm. I love how there are some people who've taken that on, and I really am just talking about a pile of shit. Like that's what it is, literally. I I just want to point that out. P o o. It's better when you say pile of opportunity, though. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think, I so. think so. Yeah.
1: All right, we were we ready for the main topic of the day. Have we
0: uh I I think so. we Now that we've hit that low, low, low note. No, no, don't podcast. do that to yourself, Casey. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna make another joke. I'm not going to. Anyways, all right, so the main topic of today, uh did you get this from somebody else? Is that what no, happened? Somebody told you about this? Popped in your mind. Okay, and I can tell the story if you want. I love the stories. Yeah, tell, okay, tell the
1: story. Okay. So uh, last week for the first time in really too long, I went to the dentist. And, you know, I was, I was a little bit overdue before the oh, pandemic. No. And then, you know, pandemic happened. And look, I got there sure, eventually. Sure. And that's the important thing. But having having the typical kind of lame discussion with the, the dentist, you know, oh, what do you do for a living? And uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: That's I'm still trying to figure out how to
1: answer that question, but I I just came out and said I'm I'm a YouTuber, I'm a YouTuber, and shame, shame, ring the bell, shame, shame, <laughs> shame. Yeah. Uh, but interestingly, I got like a really positive response. And they're like, "Oh, that's the best answer I've ever had to that question." Normally, people just say they're <laughs> nice. you know an accountant or whatever, and like, oh, of course okay, they do. Yeah. Right, yeah, cool. How's that going for you? Uh, yeah, all right, mm-hmm. all
0: right, yeah. Yeah, like the the instant, like, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. How's that working I out for know. you, buddy? That's,
1: that's great. It normally comes with dental insurance. That's, that's awesome. Exactly. Yeah,
0: that's, yeah. It's their backup. They know. Right. <laughs> YouTuber, they're like, um, how are you going to pay for this, <laughs> Brent? <laughs> like, uh, do we need to not no, tell uh, him? Like, he has no cavities. You're clean, Brent. No, I had, I had
1: already answered, like, no, I do not have dental insurance, like, three times before they uh, let me see the dentist. Right, yeah. But, yeah. For real. <laughs> They made sure my my address was a real place in case they needed to to hunt me down and hand deliver the bill. So, yeah. But, yes. But um, but yeah, no, uh, you know, telling a, a, essentially a stranger what what you do for for both a living and a hobby. And they were actually interested. Mm-hmm. And, and then the, the next question was, oh, can I can I see some of these things? Like, can I see what you work on? And, and
0: what do you do? Do you do? What
1: do you do? So, so in my case, you know, I, I pulled up my Instagram real fast and you know, kind of chronologically ordered, you know, some stuff, and I showed him some of the, my more recent posts on Instagram. But it it got me thinking about this question of what do you do when somebody says like, oh, can I, you know, somebody who's passingly interested has has shown just a spark of of interest in in what is your hobby. What uh, what are these minis that you paint? We 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 all have a lot of minis. Some of them are painted well. Some of them are not well painted. Um, but if somebody asks you, like, what what do you do? Like, what is the one picture you show them, or or what are the like three or four or five pictures that you show them? Um, it, it, essentially, what is your portfolio? What is your like shortlist portfolio mm-hmm. to explain this hobby? To explain you as an artist, uh, and to 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 make people respect what you do in in your off time, <laughs> or, or get people interested in it, or, or whatever. And oh, I yeah, think that's, that's a, a really that's a interesting it. place to start a conversation. So so Casey, do you have a a portfolio of your of your minis?
0: Uh, technically, I do because. Um... Well, okay. So Instagram has for a long time been my portfolio. And specifically, it was for commission painting, um, which makes sense. You have a portfolio, you kind of give an idea of your work, what level you're capable of, how you paint things in general, so that people go, Oh, I would like what you have, you know, and they pay you money. Sounds good. Um, So I've used Instagram mostly as a portfolio. Um, I don't post as much as I should Mm -hmm. because it's like, I have a good variety on there. So I felt for a long time, it's kind of like, well, here I've got some work, you know? And if, if I feel like there's a piece that I want to add to my portfolio, something that I'm really proud of, I will post it. Like the other day, I finally posted my Vlad von Karstein on my Instagram Yeah, and I felt really good about that. Yeah. so that's kind of how I use Instagram and if anybody's ever asked and they've asked to see something, Instagram is my go-to because I put the stuff that I actually think this is worth showing to somebody. This shows somebody who even if they don't know what it is, what it is that I do. You know? Uh and more so that in most of the posts that I make on Instagram, either I do a 360. So I have pictures that go 360 degrees. But the very last picture on a lot of my posts are the model before. So either gray plastic or jacked up, (laughs) like messed up eBay model, right? So that you can see that transformation. And it's way easier to explain, I bought this for used or for whatever, blah, blah, blah. I fixed it, repainted it, sold it, did whatever with it. So um, that is kind of my go-to, yeah. That's really
1: interesting to uh, to curate your Instagram account of not wanting to fill it up with uh, filler, I guess. You know, really yeah. uh, curating it so that every entry is a, a story that you want to tell, essentially. Right.
0: Yeah. And when it comes down to it, that's what a portfolio, specifically mm-hmm. like a professional portfolio, is. It's a collection of things that show Uh, ideas or um, your personality in some way or just the level that you're capable of to a a prospective client, right? Um, That's literally what a portfolio is made for. So that's kind of how I treated it for a long time. Um, Not so much anymore because I don't do commissions anymore, but I don't know, it's kind of hard. It's like a hard habit to get out of too.
1: Yeah, I mean... Uh, at this point, my Instagram is some mini photos and then cat photos and then me <laughs> making a stupid face for some stupid reason. You know, it's it's a yeah. it's a variety channel. It's meant for for you know, social media posts and yeah, and making yeah. sure that I reminding the Instagram followers that I'm still around once a week. And yeah, you know, that sort of uh-huh. thing. Um, do you
0: only post like once a week I, but, or do you post like a few times?
1: it depends it's it's not regular but when i'm Mm. when i'm in the mode i'll I'll, uh post once a day for three days in a row and then forget about it for a month and yeah (laughs) okay which which i think is still probably more than than you post maybe but it it is especially
0: recently yeah
1: Yeah. so so yeah, when when the you know dentist was like, oh, can I see some of these? Like, oh, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I guess I got some on my Instagram. pulled out my Instagram, and yeah, you know, the most recent picture was me painting up a, a Roman soldier, uh, a legionary, which is a which is a you know I did a decent paint job on it. This was uh, actually I didn't mention it, but I I did a, a little convention uh, a week or so ago. There was the main historical Wargamers association normally does a, a convention at this time of year and obviously not happening this year but they did a an online variant so i taught a little class for for three folks teach uh not it didn't do much teaching it was more hanging out and painting but we did some mm-hmm. some roman soldiers and that was cool. that was all well and good <laughs> and so that was the most recent post on my instagram when the dentist was like what what do you do uh
0: (laughs) i paint soldiers but but yeah
1: so but you know i was thinking about it uh when somebody asks like if you could show them one picture what should that be of like what is what are you most proud of what best shows yeah what this hobby is and i was kind of thinking like maybe i should take the time to specifically for a portfolio paint up a wizard and a dragon mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. a marvel character or or something like that oh there you
0: go yeah, yeah. something a little more recognizable maybe maybe
1: or or like yeah. a game of thrones but actually modeled on the the actors for game of thrones or i don't know
0: <laughs> they, they have them yeah
1: yeah something something a little bit recognizable maybe um and just you know i wonder if if i just show like three pictures of of power armor if they're like what what is that is that
0: right
1: is that kind of like <laughs> if someone asks you what your favorite books are and you just you know list off three uh, uh anime graphic novel things or, or i don't know right <laughs> like you, you put a little diversity in there if you're talking
0: to the dentist put a little uh yeah well and i suppose it just depends on who you're who you're talking to right a little bit, but I, I don't
1: know, I, I enjoy this idea of thinking about, uh, if you are to represent your hobby in just a few pictures, what would those pictures be? And I, I, again, partially to, to show off your skill and, and your passion and everything, but, uh, also to represent, you know, what this hobby is. Um, yeah, I, you know, I had a, a, a somewhat different experience, but, uh, Last year, at some point, I talked to Jazza a bit online. We, we talked to Jazza every once in a while, and mm-hmm. uh, we were chatting a little bit, and he he typed out, like, hey, what, uh, show me, like, some of your best paint jobs. What What do you think are your best paint jobs? I'm like, whoa, that's a, that's a weird question. There you go. And I think I sent him a picture of, like, Brent as a Yeti or something, but... Uh, that that was a
0: sweet thing <laughs> And you're like, and that's my face. <laughs> that's right. You too, Jazza, could have this Yeti yeah. with my face on it.
1: <laughs> but um, no, it's it's a really useful thing to have a folder of, of stuff that you're really proud of and willing to share and you know, your, ready your to go photos. if somebody does ask that question. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or or if you are really curating a, a blog or an Instagram page or whatever, you know, having mm-hmm. those stock images of your work, your portfolio, really handy mm-hmm. thing to have around for sure.
0: Yeah. I mean, I suppose it all depends on on the, again, like the intent behind it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, obviously if you're trying to sell your work, like you're gonna, you're gonna be a little more specific about that. If you're, hoping you know, if somebody asks you then you're like okay well you know I'll, I'll try and fill this with some of the stuff i like more how it's easier to wade through maybe some of the social media stuff um or you know just having a, a favorites folder on your phone with that kind of stuff like i i've actually done that too like i have a favorites folder on my phone that has like multiple shots um and some video where i don't necessarily put that on instagram but it's More in depth, I can kind of zoom in and out at will, which you cannot do on Instagram. Mm. Um, it's a pain. Uh, I've always hated that so much. (laughs) But um, like, yeah, I have I have like a mini kind of side portfolio just in case. You know? Nice. So um, it's also like where I preload my Instagram. So it's got a lot of stuff like, okay, when I feel like I'm gonna post something like it's been in there, okay, I'll throw that up now. So it's like a like a a waiting room for my Instagram. But, um, yeah, it's like, I know that the stuff that's in there is stuff that I'm not necessarily going to have to like look through and be like, Oh, well, what's my favorite. What are these, what are they going to like? Yeah. It's just like, here, I'll just hand you my phone. You can go through this entire album and I don't have to think about it. Mm -hmm. Like they, you know, you kind of get the idea. Um, I've never I've never gone so far as to be like, well, here, I painted an obvious wizard or an obvious dragon, and that's what I do. Because um, I think, I don't know, I think it's too deep for that in some cases. Like, I painted a giant silver and white, like, spider monster. Like, I don't know how to explain that to you without showing it to you, you know? <laughs> so, I don't know. There's certain things that feel more impressive like that if even if you can't explain it to them it's not like it's not a dragon it's a spider with a a stingy tail (laughs) but it looks cool (laughs) look at it
1: (laughs) yeah i was actually more of thinking that i should have more generic stuff in my portfolio uh i was i was actually Uh, thinking like i should almost paint a dragon for the express purpose of having it as one of my my main photos in a portfolio um
0: i think i think if you're trying to sell yourself as a miniature painter for hire a hundred percent because you're saying i know how to paint a dragon this very people like dragons stock <laughs> fantasy thing that you know of yeah. like that you can envision so when you see it it's like it's showing your technique right it's going well i yeah I, you look i picked out these scales and look how well this eye was done or like how how realistic the membrane on these wings look right like, you're saying different things with your piece. And, and even if it's not your best paint job, it's like, I'm showing you things with my portfolio piece that convinces somebody of something, right? Um, so for for that reason, 100%. For, for, I think, just showing somebody, I think the craziest, dumbest thing you can show them, like, yeah, show them the Yeti. Show them the Yeti, Brent be like oh that's also it looks like me right yeah, yeah. it's cuz this company made this with my yeah. face on it it uh
1: it's cool. that one so so my portfolio right now often is that stupid yeti um often
0: it is really good <laughs>
1: like, uh,
0: the skin tones on that yeti are sweet
1: <laughs> there's, um there's some green space marines i did a while back that are kind of in my portfolio and then maybe like one of my yellow chaos nights or something uh those for be- sure tend to be kind of high on the list but yeah no i've i'm still not satisfied with it i i feel the desire to paint something specifically for that purpose uh okay i don't know a a lot of times when i'm doing a paint job that you know ends up as a youtube video i i do a pretty good job or you know i I put i don't know maybe 10 hours if for a bigger mini maybe like 10 hours of of painting time into the mini and make a decent video out of it and move on to the next thing but i've mentioned this before on the podcast but it is very common for me to stop painting at the point where i say oh this looks pretty good hey not bad we'll (laughs) put a base rim on that and call it good and and move on to the next thing but for the purpose of, of a portfolio it might be worth it to to take out some of those old models again put another couple hours of work on them really finish them up nice and then really take some some excellent uh photographs of them um yeah but but yeah you know i i haven't been really trying to sell myself with with photos at all it's been more about like hanging out in the videos is is what goobertown is about but uh for sure yeah i would I would love to have, you know, a folder of like 10 projects that I really love that um, maybe some of them individually tell, tell a story about me as a painter and, and about this hobby, but certainly the, the collection tells a, a complete story. So, you know, sci mm-hmm. um, that, That's definitely an part of a, a portfolio. Yeah. Having
0: mm-hmm. yeah. uh, mean, a cohesive story
1: yeah i mean any any one mini i don't think doesn't uh tell the whole story you know a, a yellow chaos knight okay that's kind of cool flip to green <laughs> space marine okay like I've, i'm getting a little more of an idea yeti person <laughs> I <don't know>. uh
0: <laughs> you gotta save the yeti for last that's sure, left field
1: sure sure sure. it's
0: got your face on it you can't just you can't just wow them with your face right in front <laughs> can't do that <laughs>
1: But yeah, you know, I, uh, you know, artists, it just in in a more general sense, I know, spend a lot of time on their portfolios. Like I remember, you mm-hmm. know, a lot of friends from high school and college who wanted to do art, you know, would talk about oh, I need to spend more time working on my portfolio before I can try to get you know jobs and gigs or whatever, because uh, that's mm-hmm. a really important part of of being an artist for hire, a commercial artist mm-hmm. is is having a real portfolio, and. I'm sure some people in the comments can, can leave some notes on that,
0: but I know we have a, a few legit Absolutely. artists yeah. who listen. So yeah, yeah. I, I imagine they've made a few portfolios in their day. Yeah. Um, when I was in college, cause I was doing graphic communications. Uh, both my wife and I were in the program together. Uh, I think I mentioned before I didn't graduate. She did. <laughs> I stopped and she did not. <laughs> um, but one of the last things we had to do, and and one of the biggest things for her especially in in into getting a job and and to really getting out there, was building a a professional portfolio. Um, and a lot of what that was is taking our best student work. And there was a, a class specifically called portfolio, and it's an entire semester of, all right, let's look at the last however many years you've been in this program, and we're gonna pick apart everything you've done, and you're gonna redo the better things and we were gonna take the best 10 things you've done make them better and then put them in a portfolio and we had to do physical portfolios where they were like standoffs and like like really expensive built-in books where like the binding on the book uh, were these like metal studs that you screwed together and it stacked and these mm. were like hard pages right like a portfolio you would actually carry around to an interview of your like most current and best work. Um and like the program that we're in is one of the most successful in Nevada for like graphic design and that kind of thing. A lot of people have graduated from the school doing that. Um but the the portfolio itself was like a physical printout of your piece with like and it was this whole thing we had to do. It's it's like poster board specifically cut to fit in your portfolio with like a plastic layer on top that can be lifted like, Mm -hmm. like vellum or something. Mm -hmm. Um, but each piece had to be cut and then placed. Like we, we even took a class on how to place paper on a portfolio, like with this special sticky paper that would like transfer. Like nobody does that anymore. They just pull up their Instagram account. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like if you're a photographer, you're just like, here's my Instagram. Like that's my portfolio. You can literally just see it. Sure. Um, but yeah, like back in the, back in the day when, when uh, which I guess kind of dates how old I am a little bit, but you know, like it's crazy, stupid stuff. Not no, that's an,
1: that is an awesome skill. And that's kind of exactly what we're talking about here is, you know, picking yeah, picking your 10 best things and making them look their absolute best and, and having them ready mm-hmm. to show to people at a, at a moment's notice.
0: Yeah. It's like you, you literally take it to a job interview. Like if you were going yeah. to, let's just say apply for a job at games workshop like what would you put in your portfolio and how would you make that look like what kind of presentation like are you gonna make a powerpoint you might (laughs) send them that you know what i mean like flippy page flippy page it's got stuff i mean powerpoint's got sound effects and music these days so Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. yeah i'm only being a little facetious but you know um Yeah, like, there are lots of things that you can do. And, again, it all comes down to the reason why. If you're trying to convince your dentist that Warhammer is badass, like, yeah. Like, pull up your Instagram and some pictures on your phone. I think you would be fine.
1: Yeah, I I wish there was an idea. I... I don't know anything about these social media programs, but if there was like a tab on Instagram for, for like my favorites of my work, like that would be... There is. Okay. All right. There, there literally is. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, I should look into that, but yeah, that'd be we'll, great we'll to be like, we'll yeah, here's, here's, here's my Instagram and here's like, you know, five things you should look at. Like, oh, cool. All right. Yeah. And yeah. Lean back in the chair now, please. Put these, these glasses on. <laughs> open don't up. do stab me. Yeah. <laughs>
0: So your dentist thought it was pretty great, though, right? Yeah, like yeah. You, they, you got them with your Roman centurion.
1: They, uh yeah, they saw a few pictures on there, it's like, oh yeah, that's that's pretty cool. But um okay, I think the the dental hygienist was mostly impressed by how many Instagram followers I had. Like, I
0: <laughs> which is now what 20 something twenty one thousand. Yeah, yeah it's a lot. Yeah, something like that. It's a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're getting there. We're getting there. So, that that is quite impressive. So yeah.
1: Uh it's pretty cool. Pretty cool stuff, Casey. Yeah.
0: I mean it's it's cool, right? Like it's just this random I don't know. Like it, it literally doesn't mean much, like really in the long run. But it's it's kinda cool. It's just kinda like look at that. That's crazy. Well yeah, yeah, it was it was a different response
1: than I was expecting, honestly, because uh <laughs> you know, for a while it's what, what do you do for a living? Like, uh, unemployed, but I spend all my time making YouTube videos. I, I don't know. What do you want from me? I, <laughs> right. I, I used to have a real yeah. job.
0: Like I'm not a, I'm not a loser. <laughs> I mean, at least, okay, not a loser. At least you, you can back it up and be like, uh, oh, you know, I'm a YouTuber and they're like, Oh, that's great. And you're like, I have a PhD and they're like, Oh, you're fine. <laughs> like you got something to fall back on. Like they're, that's how they're thinking about it. Right like you could you could just bring that up but you're fine.
1: <laughs> yeah, but that's that's still not an I mean what we're talking about here is is like easy to communicate answers to introduce yourself and in that situation like right. uh I'm, I'm a YouTuber but at, but at one point I had a real job and and like uh I'm not a loser. I'm not a loser.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think they might uh yeah, and
1: I so, and so I've been be I've been looking for a way just to say that sentence uh of
0: just I'm not a loser uh, I'm, I'm a YouTuber but I'm not a loser I'm not a loser. <laughs> um, well, I mean, hey, like 20,000 followers on Instagram is certainly nothing to but, sneeze But yeah,
1: at. you know, apparently there there is some sort <laughs> of a threshold where uh I'm a YouTuber and th- there there is a threshold of viewership where like people are like,
0: "Oh, okay. All, all, all right. That's cool." I I don't know. I don't know what that is though. I don't either. I was yeah. but
1: but i can tell you uh where goobertown hobbies is right now was somewhat impressive to a dentist and their assistant so all right there's a there's a data point I mean, right there
0: yeah like i i know some dentists like they make good money they like their job
1: yeah well look i'm 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 gearing up to go to some some singles bars you know i'll have my hey. my instagram account ready um <laughs> i'll have my one liners oh. uh
0: I forgot we were we were going to talk about this when it came up. Remember, we brought this up. OK, I don't think you remember at all, but we were going to have an active update of Brent going to bars.
1: <laughs> well, I haven't been yet. Not for, no, not I know. for a long time. Oh, I
0: know. But you are vaccinated and uh, ready to go. Yeah.
1: Well, I just oh, got to I, I get portfolio the portfolio on conversation. my Instagram yeah, account. Exactly. And then mm-hmm. I think we'll mm-hmm. just be good to
0: go so well first of all you need to you need to bust out that calendar pick uh-huh. that needs to be number one okay so that's okay.
1: that's goes in the portfolio yep
0: correct that that makes obvious sense like come on we're, we've we've shifted we've shifted Ooh. we're not trying to sell paintings anymore we're not trying right. to impress you know you're you're gonna singles bars okay mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's where we're at so portfolio gotta shift just saying
1: yeah uh, this is this is my studio. This is Jazza green screened into my studio. Do you do you know who Jazza 100%. is? You, you don't exactly. Okay. Yes,
0: mm-hmm. he, he's Australian. You can be your he, he virtual help. wingman. You
1: yeah. <laughs> we'll uh, we'll let you know how it goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, expectations are low, saying. but mm-hmm. uh, but I enjoy a, a good bit of social awkwardness. So
0: exactly. Yeah. And why not? Why not? I'm not a loser I'm not a loser. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I think we got some other things to share. That that was a pretty good main topic, I feel like. That was that wasn't too long, wasn't too short.
1: Nailed it. Just right. Yeah, Matt's gonna get yeah, nailed uh, it. just a really good thumbnail or something.
0: I put together Fine. them.
1: <laughs> better let matt take a take a second crack at it you know after you after you're done just like Probably he does with call the whole last rest one in the podcast yeah
0: the, <laughs> it's true <laughs> the last thumbnail i was a little disappointed i didn't didn't come across as, as good as i hoped Ooh. no not like some of the other ones although uh i'm not sure what to do if we need to go crazier or uh just more clickbait or what it is i don't know something I like the thumbnails. side, I think they're
1: hilarious. Maybe people have just figured out uh, they should not listen to this podcast. It's possible. Maybe
0: people are starting to ask the the question why am I listening to
1: this podcast? Uh, They're starting to ask each other why are you listening to this podcast? And uh, maybe they're just not clicking as often. I don't know, Casey. Oh, I mean they're still clicking. (laughs) Tell your friends about this podcast.
0: Yeah, give give us a share. Give, give us a share yeah
1: all right so <laughs> well casey has done some strategizing he's done mm. some planning he's done mm-hmm. some some scripting and uh wrote out mm. a little outline here and we actually have a method of not rambling <sighs> off until the end of the podcast we've got a whole nother <laughs> section to this podcast so let's yeah, go exactly. casey what what is this next section called
0: uh, I don't want to call it the news because that seems like a bit overdone, and I don't want to be cliche.
1: Well, we're not talking about newsy news for our goody pee-pees, so I think we're fine. You can call it the news. <laughs> you can just be a normal human being and say we're going to uh, talk about the new. You can just be a normal human being and say we're going to talk about the news now. The gaming news. So I, I think right, that what?
0: is very respectful, and I agree. Anyway, so I do want to say what the, is uh, the, the banner news?
1: for Miniacs channel. An excellent example of a portfolio: the the YouTube banner yes. on Miniac's channel. Very good. So uh, that's a good
0: call. Actually, yeah. it reminds me I need to change mine out. I'm still using like GW art, and I'm wondering when they're gonna actually tell me to take it down. <laughs> <laughs> Any day now. That'll be uh. That's that's my sign. I've made it when GW sends me a cease and desist to take down the art from my channel anyways in the news brent new age of sigmar 3.0 uh coming out in a new box set called dominion looks sweet as hell i am super excited for this box if you can't tell um i know some people don't care for the new stubby legged orcs but i cannot wait give them a chance any orc is a good orc yeah give them a chance like I like the the uh, Lord of the Rings aesthetic about them. I think they feel a little bit more real. You know, they're still kind of goofy, like especially some of the like the little guys that they have like these little fat noses and they're like carrying grenades and they're just running right in. So they look hilarious, hilarious. But uh, you know, I'm, I don't know. I'm oh, the excited. New Yorks look stormcasts. less goofy Man.
1: than old orcs. Well, I'll say that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'll I'll give them a chance. Well, I'll see okay, whether or okay. not they can be painted up goofy or not. Uh, either way, the cats are probably yeah. going to like to sit in the box. But <laughs> yeah, some of faces are just a little more serious than I want to see on my green skins. They're, they're yelling about man flesh and, and not so much yes. like knocking man each flesh. other on the head with mushrooms. But
0: yeah, back on, we'll see. Back on the we'll man. see. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. like, uh, I don't know. Seems cool. I'm hoping that uh, what, what I'm really hoping is that There aren't any of the issues that GW has been plagued with recently, like Indominus issues, curse city issues. Like I would hate for a release like this to actually get snubbed. And I mean, they have no reason to more so on this one, but even then, like I've seen some comments where they're like, well, our stock will be limited. So hopefully uh, you can pre-order it. And like, that's, kind of been their thing and I'm hoping that's not the case, but we'll see. We'll see. I mean, a lot of the, uh, the vampire stuff that came out was from curse city. So if anything, they're just going to split it up into smaller boxes and sell it that way. So, yeah, no, I'm,
1: I'm still bitter about the way they released curse city for sure. Um, or the way they canceled cursed city without, uh, acknowledging that they canceled Cursed curse (laughs) city. Um, uh yeah still haven't by the way yeah so Same. that's not great um but with great. aos 3.0 i'm pretty sure that all of the stuff in that box is going to be available for the next three years until they re- release aos 4.0 so that helpful, first box set, you know uh, i haven't been paying close enough attention to know if they're going to repackage it into smaller starter sets or what but uh I'm pretty sure all of that stuff is gonna be pretty readily available. So even if the the big box yeah. sells out or whatever, less worried about I mean, that just yeah. disappearing forever.
0: Right. Like they, they're definitely backing it with a lot, uh including their their new like uh Netflix app with content. It's like they're they're taking that new aesthetic, right? That more realistic uh true scale. I'm I'm not even sure what you'd call it. Uh, look like you know the stormcast all look normal i don't even know how to I say would, it
1: i really like the design of the new stormcast and and that surprised yeah. me a lot for for two editions i just haven't cared about stormcast except for that one Ecuador yeah. with the undercut but uh that's
0: true chick was sweet
1: that, that's sweet but it's yeah i was stormcast surprised model. the the stormcast yeah. in in the aos 3.0 box a lot, they they changed the look of the armor. They got, um, I don't know, a little bit smaller, I guess, a little more form fitting on the armor. If yeah. That makes sense. It's not quite so, like, bulky and ridiculous. And there's some that right. look more <laughs> like, uh, like Greek hoplites or something. And mm-hmm. yeah, no, I, I, I was surprised by how much I like the look of the new Stormcast. So I may end up painting, I may end up being more excited for those than I am for the, uh, the man flesh orcs the cruel boys see interesting interesting see definitely gonna try Um, to get my hands on on one of those boxes and and see what's up
0: there oh for sure um you know if i don't know like i think we're far enough out even when this podcast comes out i think we're far enough out that like look if you're planning on even if you're interested in this box like just start saving some money. It's going to come out in the next month or so. Like, don't be one of those people that sits back hoping it's just going to be there when you have cash. You have to be purposeful. You have to save for it if you want it. It's like, I I waited. Like, when Curse City was a thing and they're like, Here, here's the date. I put it in my calendar. I got a notification literally uh, 20 minutes before the presale went up. I went on eBay and I kept refreshing until a box popped up and I bought it for $50 less than MSRP. It's like, there's really no excuse. If you want the box, get the box. Just saying.
1: That's the most reliable way to do it. Um, I'm not going to feed the the flames on the the crazy (laughs) fear of missing out marketing, but uh, I mean...
0: I mean, on yeah, an individual but, uh,
1: level, like, yeah, you're probably right, Casey. But uh, <laughs> in the meantime, you've got a couple of weeks to decide if you actually want the box. But if you, I mean, this is the same goes for eBay shopping. If if you look at a product and you know you want it, you gotta be you gotta be a warrior and jump on that deal. Right. Huh,
0: right. Huh. Be a warrior. It it, it applies yeah. all around. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just it's it's just one of those things where, uh. One of the bigger things is like, oh, well, it was just sold out so quickly. And it's like, I mean, it is, but if you're 12 hours late, like, sure. I don't know, like, uh, I've I've been, I don't know how many times, like, you're you're online and you're trying to buy a concert ticket, and you're hitting refresh, you're hitting refresh, waiting for that to to pop up, right? That just seems like a very normal thing, like, in that industry. Right. Um. I've done that countless numbers of times. Like, you know, people want tickets to, to burning man. Like you gotta sure. be in a friggin' lottery yeah. these days. Right. Yeah. It's like, it's a whole thing. And I don't, I'm not saying I want it to go that way. It sucks. But like, if that's where we're at, we got to, we've got to adjust. Right. That's all. So Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Again, I don't know if there's news about you know smaller uh, starter sets or whatever, or or maybe if this uh, what Dominion box is going to be the sweet deal the way that Indomitus was, and then the the future starter boxes are going to be less of a sweet deal. I don't.
0: Keeping
1: yeah. keep an, keep I mean, an the, eye on the, the news, other ones but... were
0: pretty pretty good. Like they had the veteran recruit and yeah. rookie boxes or whatever. But... Like those are still pretty sweet. Yeah, which like is smaller breakdowns of the large box
1: but um I don't know it's it's the next edition of AOS so all of the contents will be around somewhere. I'm not
0: too worried about that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. So I'm I I don't know pretty excited pretty excited about that. I'm kind of hoping to pick up a couple of boxes um just cuz I kind of want like both armies like to be full. I don't know. Right. Like with the newness. Like it sounds cool. Yeah. Um yeah. I don't know. I'm stoked. I don't know. I haven't been this excited about an army box in a while.
1: Right. Well, I mean, the issue was the last two Age of Sigmar if you weren't into Stormcast. I mean, I've seen you paint right. Stormcast <laughs> but you just kind of painted them like a rock and stuck some flock on there. So, I don't know if you That's really right. loved the experience.
0: Hard hard to say. It, it's You know, it's funny. Um, I had a dream about that last night. Uh-huh. Yeah. It wasn't anything like super exciting, but I dreamt about sitting in my office, like painting stormcast, just painting stormcast, and then like stonecast. getting the blue, yeah, the stone stonecast marines, right? Um, yeah, it was a lot of that, and I don't know what prompted that, but it's just funny you mention it, cause yeah, I don't know, it's just been on my mind, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I actually did have a really good experience painting that, and that's one of those armies that I now regret not having on me. Okay. Like okay. Not that I can't replicate it in literally 19 hours, but yeah. whatever.
1: Yeah. No. I. Um. Well, just being in this hobby, you were saying that you haven't been excited for a box like this for a while, but you know, just being in this mm-hmm. hobby, you're at least vaguely aware of it for 20 years, like yeah a a new edition of the game normally has a pretty good deal on the models in that box and it is often the case that you like one or neither of the armies in that box (laughs) right (laughs) but if the occasion happens where you like both of the armies on that box yeah that's a good (laughs) day and that is something that you wait years to, to see so
0: yeah it's true
1: uh, apparently we're down yeah. to a cycle of every th- three years for a new AOS, and every three years for a new, you know, forty k. Seems to be the case. Yeah. And and in that case, yeah, every every three years for your favorite game, you get to see if the if the good deal box with all the new models is gonna have the uh, any of the armies you like or not, and that's always fun. That's I mean, true what's what's better than lizard men and bretonians uh possibly black <laughs> reach that uh, possibly but
0: <laughs> right possibly that's actually that's a good point black reach uh, yeah yeah i don't i don't know i have so many of those models
1: yeah sure but yeah there's there's just examples of of you know those starter boxes and I think both of us could do a pretty good job of listing like what the starting armies were in some of those starter boxes. And you go back and you're like, oh, Night Goblins versus Dwarves. I could use me some more Battle for Skull Pass. You know, that Battle yeah. for Skull Pass, that was where it's at. Um, I think... But now think, if, if Dominion that, that is one. the next yeah. uh, Battle for Skull <laughs> Pass equivalent...
0: You know, oh you man, it, feel, it feels like it. It actually feels <laughs> like it because... This this new aesthetic for both armies. It's like I have Iron Jaws. I have goblins. I have orcs. This is completely new. Like it's when AOS 1.0 came out and it was like the Stormcast Eternals? Okay. Like, I'll take a look at that. That looks cool. Um, and like the corn stuff looked really good. Right? Yeah, it's like that was a really was cool starting box. Like I have painted a ton. Of that starting box. Like a ton of it. On both sides. um. Yeah like that. That got me back into Warhammer. That box. I mean. How long ago was that? Four years? Six years? I don't even Probably know Probably six
1: years. Yeah. Holy crap.
0: <laughs> that sounds about right. Ish. Okay
1: yeah. I think they've been doing every three years.
0: That's insane. Uh yeah, it, does, it seems like it's been forever since the new edition, but uh yeah. Well you were talking about the the lizard men, and that, that brings up another point. I'm wondering if they're also getting a, a facelift because the Lord Croak came out on sale this week from Games Workshop. And that is like the the space frog <laughs> on whatever, like some altar that floats around floating for around it's, space I literally frog. don't even know. Yeah. yeah. I just know that I want it because it's a floating space frog that, that psychically tells lizards what to do. That model uh, is awesome. Yeah. So so if you haven't
1: seen the Lord Croak, <laughs> I think it's just Lord Croak, but... Um, yeah, right. <laughs> but stupid. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a toad on a chair floating in the air, and there's stuff swirling around him. And... <laughs> A lot of the new models that Games Workshop's been putting out, with a character floating in the air with stuff floating around them, looks. Oh man, <laughs> is is not uh, is not my my cup of tea. We'll say. Yeah,
0: you're talking about like the Lumineth stuff. Yeah, the, like the, the lumineth with like
1: a cow standing on top of another cow. Who like, is standing Like, okay, on I'm floor.
0: I'm down with like the cow battle suits. I think those are pretty great because they're stupid as hell. Mm-hmm. But the dude's like the the like fox dude floating around the like spinny right the uh, robe stuff like i that's going to break yeah it's going to break <laughs> anyway uh lord kroak
1: <laughs> i was i was looking at this model and one it actually looks awesome with like all the stuff floating in the air and two the way they did it it seems like there is two points of contact for for every uh point that might be a weak link in the chain and it actually looks more sturdy than a lot of the other stuff because its it's, he's got like a circle of crap flying around him and (laughs) it's done like it seems to be done in a clever way that there are two connection points at every weak link and uh i like that and for some reason the stuff floating around him looks cool so yeah it's a a great model I don't, uh, you know, if as long as we're speculating, I don't know if they're going to refresh any of the, the Seraphon line, but the, the Toad model like was in resin. They had a resin version of the old mm-hmm. metal kit.
0: She, yeah. Like the, the the, metal kit, the, yeah.
1: the, the HQ for that army needed an yeah. update.
0: <laughs> it's been 30 years or yeah. so whatever. I don't know that resin kit probably came out like 2005, which is even sadder, probably. So,
1: yeah, I mean the I think the most of the Seraphon line is from 2007 or something like that. So I mean it's it's getting old, but it's mostly in plastic, and you know it's it's all right. It's not great. It's all right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, I have some uh, I have some good stuff, some good plastic models from that line, and they look nice. You know, yeah. look like modern GW.
1: Yeah, we'll we'll see if they do any more updates. But hey, uh, Lord Croak looks looks wonderful. I, mm-hmm. I don't have time for Lord Croak, but I wish I did. You know,
0: Ugh. that that's the end. that's where I'm at. Like, I I looked at the pre order and I'm like, I think it was like $115, and it's like, okay, that's like the standard price for their larger HQ models. This isn't as big as some of the other ones, but it's like I can't justify that, right? Like, really but I want it. Mm-hmm. Although I did have this thought that I, I was thinking that I wonder if it just looks sturdier because it's painted like stone. <laughs> so it's like, Hmm. Rocks are sturdy. <laughs> like it just looks heftier. Right. It could yeah. be just as fiddly as all the other things. It's, instead like, of
1: a ghostly wisp of <laughs> ghost cloth. <yeah>. Right.
0: <laughs> yes. Cause there are definitely those models of okay. stupid ghosts that have like, How come there's a beefy ghost thing with a giant axe and all that? Then there's just one wisp that's tied to the ground. And that's what's pulling him down.
1: Always two wisps. At least two. Yeah. Man.
0: Like, I would have a Skitari army by now if I didn't feel like I'd break it. You'll break it. I will break Mm -hmm. it. And on that note, thank you again for joining us on another episode of Paint Bravely. If you enjoyed this podcast, please help us out by leaving us a review on iTunes subscribing to the YouTube channel and sharing this message with your hobby friends. As always, we appreciate each and every one of you for listening and we will talk to you next time. I just wanted to see Brent really chunk that down. I don't know if we're done or not. So I just threw that out there. We cut around that.
1: Are we done? We do- I don't know. I mean, we didn't talk about uh Warhammer plus, but we'll do that next time. Oh, Warhammer plus. <sighs>
0: I, I ran out. I, I, mine, mine's empty. So anyway, it's Lord Kroak. No, we're uh, not with Crowac.
1: <laughs> Unless he's getting a Warhammer Plus special. I think we're done with War uh, with Lord Kroak here.
0: I mean, hey, you never know. Like, I'd pay for that. <laughs> so the rumor is, though, that the, uh, are we just going to acknowledge? I, I don't know. I feel like acknowledging that we just tried to do an outro and then forgot half the crap we were supposed to talk about. So instead of it's rambling, we ended in. early. You, you. And now we're now we're it's switching it back. we I'm going to let Gordon
1: up. in, but it's all staying in. So you better that be talking. seems fine
0: please. since you're leaving the camera. I get to talk to people. Um, yeah, that makes this a fun ending where we don't ramble or anything like that. Even though we said we wouldn't, we are. I wonder if that new Dominion box is going to be good or anything for the cats to sit in. I think, I think it will be a, if you get a box review on that one from old Brent. Anyways, the rumor is that the aesthetic changes for the new orcs and the Stormcast are to better suit the animated content that will be coming out for games workshops, Netflix style app, uh Warhammer Plus, I don't know. Is that what it's actually called? It, it actually <laughs> is probably Warhammer Plus, yes. Yeah. Damn, yeah, I mean, yeah, Disney Plus came out, killed it, and then Paramount was like, "Oh, we need to change ours from CBS All Access to Paramount Plus." Yeah. And now there's Warhammer Plus. And now there's HBO Max, which
1: yeah, the the Warhammer Plus the naming scheme there kind of makes you it makes it sound like a joke. Like it makes it like that Yeah
0: but what is more plus than
1: yeah it's a, no warhammer, well okay. no it's, it's just uh, because it's following up same formatting uh makes it yes, sound like, a, is like, like true, an yeah. onion punchline or something but
0: yeah <laughs> it's a good point <laughs> it, it does seem a little bit unbelievable but then again they have been like low-key not so low-key going around like cease and desist buying up all the animation <laughs> in the world for warhammer um i'm not sure your thoughts about that in particular. I think it's a bit odd, but uh, you know.
1: Yeah, so so I'm they waiting to see... all have jobs now. I'm waiting to see, you know, what the cost is, what else is associated with membership in Warhammer Plus. Um,
0: $25 a month, you my, get one show.
1: My major, I don't know, hot take on this is that Warhammer Warhammer animations are so good for getting new people interested in I mean, you know, Warhammer specifically, but that that is a gateway to the, the hobby of mini-painting in general. Sure. Um, you know, I have—I was already into Warhammer at the time, but I have really clear memories of, like, the Dawn of War intro cinematic. Yes. Every time there is a is really good Warhammer cinematic for, like, a video game or whatever, like, anytime there's a good piece of Warhammer animation, that yeah. leaves a mark. And, and it yeah. really is an entry point for, again, a quick thing that you can show to somebody to try to explain what this universe is, what the setting is, why, y- why you might get excited about it. So, mm-hmm. you know, actually any of the Dawn of War intro cinematics are great. Um, yeah, there was, I mean, those
0: games are sweet. Yeah, they were great entry points into to Warhammer because a lot of people were coming straight off of, uh, you know, Starcraft getting a little bit dated, mm-hmm. you know, command and conquer a little bit dated. Warcraft three, was like kind of polygon you know, and then all of a sudden Dawn of War is like this slick, yeah. sweet game, right? Like that, that definitely brought me back into Warhammer after not painting Warhammer anymore yeah. when I was younger.
1: But is, is it's like a one minute cinematic. And if you haven't seen it, look it up now, Dawn of War intro cinematic, but it's, uh, a bunch of space marines defending against a bunch of orcs, and it's it's uh, quick and it's violent, and you know it it actually showcases a lot of the major units from each army. You know, there's a there's a predator tank, and there's a dreadnought, and there's orcs with heavy weapons, and and orcs with explosives, and there's you got your tactical mm-hmm. marine squad with a variety of weapons, and in just like a minute long clip they're all just murdering each other real good and and it's it's great it's it's a lot of fun and it really shows <laughs> you know somebody's concept of what this tabletop game is supposed to be and so right um and you know sometimes you're you're watching the animations for you know Astartes is one of the flagship uh, shows or animation series in Warhammer plus and that mm-hmm. was great, you know, just a team of what four or five Marines boarding a starship, know, was, just Yeah. Just murdering all of these traitor killer, guardsmen uh, and and killing some chaos sorcerers and then doing some weird stuff with an orb. It was wonderful. Astartes, yeah. you know, as a YouTube channel, as an independent YouTube channel, got millions and millions of views. Mm -hmm. which is more than any of our videos get which means that people outside of the hobby are watching this stuff and enjoying this stuff and getting into it and so the
0: reach for astartes is astounding yeah
1: it is it's amazing um and so it is a it is a gateway to all of this stuff and so i am curious you know how how expensive it will be to get access to these shows um whether or not there will be clips from these shows like showing up on youtube but the mm. or or you know how uh, how good games workshop will be about taking those down um
0: yeah probably pretty good considering they they employed a lot of the, including the Astartes guy yeah. like they're employing these people to make animations, you know?
1: Yeah. And so um I'm, I'm skeptical about the business model. Um you know, I think for sure. I think there will be a lot of nerds who'll pay uh, whatever the monthly cost is for at least one month to uh Yeah, <laughs> to, to yeah catch that's up probably on, fair on all these animations. But um I think there's a real opportunity cost there of expanding the market. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I I think it would have been awesome if they could have find a way like even even giving the content to Amazon and you know, Amazon Prime and Netflix and Hulu. Uh um, right. If they partnered with that, someone
0: else to release that, yeah. Uh
1: I think that would've paid for I mean, we're in the business of essentially making uh free uh video content and you mm-hmm. know our our costs are obviously way lower than than for these animation studios but um getting it, getting your word out there as broadly as you can has a lot of value uh especially mm-hmm. when if people get interested in your universe they buy expensive plastic toys you know um right <laughs> so i don't know uh, we'll we'll see what else is included with uh, the Amazon, the the Warhammer. Plus <laughs> membership, the yeah the Warhammer, Warhammer Prime this. membership and
0: uh Prime. See, Prime would be Warhammer Prime yeah. would be good. <laughs> um, well, well, I thought GW was in talks with Netflix to do a show with them. Maybe Eisenhorn. I don't know that that would be great if that I if thought that came so. to Pass, yeah. But if that's the case, then it, it is possible that <clears throat> to fund a lot of their animation at first, they might go with that kind of like. I don't want to say crowdfunding, like here, pay us ten dollars a month and you can have access and blah blah blah, and then we're gonna put it out, right? Uh, cause it, it would feel a little weird, but like it would make sense for them to get the ball rolling, to get the word out, to be like, Well, we actually have some things that make sense. Um, and then to spread that out to other places. Cause it, it still feels a little weird to put something like an animated series behind a paywall for something so specific that you are it's like you're catering to people who already know what it is. Like you've essentially taken one of the largest uh, advertising factors in Astartes. We'll just use that as the example um, out of the public realm. And it's behind a paywall. I don't think that's actually true. I think it's just on their community page now. Right. But even still, you have to then go to the community page, know about that, know where it is on the community page and then find it like, there, there are barriers to entry now and you have to already be in the know. Whereas it was organic before and it would just pop up in your feed and you'd be mm-hmm. like, Holy crap. Like, what is this? Right. Exactly. And just be into it. Right. Yeah. So I, they've done themselves a disservice and I wonder how they're manage how they're going to manage to pull themselves out of that kind of large hole that they just dug.
1: I don't know. Again, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Um, I mean, the idea of raising money directly to to pay the the artists and the talent that are that are making these things. I mean, that makes I'm sense. I'm all for that. It makes sense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there there seems to be a real opportunity cost there with not spreading Astartes absolutely as far and wide as it could possibly go. Right. Uh. So, yeah. No. It, it seems like your potential customers for Warhammer Plus are a small, are a subset of the customers you already have. Correct. uh, Warhammer Plus doesn't seem like a way to attract new customers. It seems like a way to get more money out of the customers you already have. Um, Yes. I don't know, but uh, more revenue in the very short term, but it doesn't seem like a long-term strategy for for growing the business. But, you know, maybe... um, You know, at first, while they have essentially no content, all of the content is behind that paywall, and then maybe later on they're able to release some of it for free, you know, the best stuff for free to try to drive interest. Maybe maybe that's the way they do it, and if, you know, Eisenhorn Mm, does end up on Netflix or whatever, um, yeah, then that seems reasonable. Um, And again, like, I think most of the series they advertise are fairly short, like, they were really excited about the, the Blood Angels one, and they were like, we got 10 episodes of 10 minutes each. I'm like, okay. Oh. So,
2: okay. well, yeah. it
1: sounds like a good evening. I'll, I'll make a bowl of popcorn. Yeah, it sounds great. <laughs> right. Um,
0: Unless they release it every week.
1: But even... <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I mean, animation takes a lot to make. Like, the... I think the Astartes guy was working pretty hard to make uh, 10 minutes of incredible yeah, for, t- content there. For yeah. years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, but I mean, that, that was one guy. So it's like, right. took him four years to do it, add another guy, it's two years, right? Yeah. <laughs> like mm-hmm. Theoretically. <laughs>
1: yeah, so my guess is that on release, they're talking about like seven or eight different shows, different animation styles. Man, I bet like... From the release date of Warhammer Plus, within a day, I bet you can watch their entire catalog, which is not the case with Hulu or Amazon or Netflix or anything. No, no, not at all. Um, So you got to wonder. Not only within a day, I bet within like two to three hours, you could, this is me just guessing here, this is speculation, but uh, I'd be very curious to know the total runtime of content of Warhammer Plus at launch. And yeah maybe they'll do the Disney plus thing and pad it out with like extended interviews about with the, with the cast <laughs> and, and directors of each episode. Uh, yeah. The Mandalorian. Did they'll that. probably
0: do that. The Mandalorian yeah. had like a I full like that, extra
1: though. show of like documentaries. of. Uh, oh, sh- yeah. Crap. Docu documentary. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> no, I have no idea. Cause I
0: don't know what that word is. <laughs>
1: But yeah, the, the Mandalorian. The, for each episode of the Mandalorian, there was you know fifty minutes of interviews with the director of that episode, where they all just like patted each other on the back for fifty minutes about that's, how
0: that's true. They sat around a round table and like, man, you are.
1: I watched. Awesome. I watched like one and a half of those, so I'm like, oh, this is all this is, isn't it? This is not good.
0: Hundred percent. Yes. No, it was a little disappointing. Like they, they showed a few things. They talked about a few things, of course, because they're going to give you information you don't know. But it was a lot like, oh, and then uh, uh, we have Bryce Dallas Howard here. Oh, you are so good. Yeah. So good. I was like, where have she I you like, seen I her before? Know. Ah, The my, Village. My dad is, the is village Ron was Howard. The yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, it was, I Man. you know, The Village. That's a movie we need to talk about. We do. We do. Yeah.
1: One of my favorite first halves of a movie and worst second right. halves of a movie. And we'll we'll talk about it, but we're on yeah. Warhammer Plus. I don't think the village is going to be That's in there. That's
0: true. That's true. I do have a special connection to that movie, though. It's a, Ooh. it's an interesting one. Okay. Yeah. Got kicked out of another movie we tried to sneak into and had to end up seeing that one because it was the only thing we could see. So Okay. I don't know. Just like it has a, a special place.
1: Mm. Memories. Yeah.
0: Yeah. When I was like 17. I was like 17. It was stupid. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah.
1: Wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. So I I don't know. I'm I'm curious. Like I feel Warhammer Plus is gonna have to have something to pad it out, other than you know a total of an hour and a half of animations on launch. Uh, yeah. So I don't know if that's uh, you know access to some rules or, or or you know something like that for existing
0: players. I, i don't know i mean like how to's gameplay stuff uh, yeah. Like, and, uh, and like yeah and and yeah i'm, I'm wondering if if it, if it is
1: just video and film and stuff like is it just going to be padded out with you know random stuff from the warhammer community team like just
0: that's my guess yeah like their podcasts they're all video
1: Peachy reacts have. to astardi's Eddie reacts to Astartes, (laughs) Wade reacts to Astartes, Adam reacts to Astartes, Uh, he got,
0: yeah. there's a solid chance
1: at least one of those actually is, like, some of the padding.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised at all, it's just them doing, like, uh, actually, you know what, I wouldn't mind, um, for, like, yeah, like, uh, Nick and Peachy to sit around and just... Um, do a commentary on something. You know what I mean? Like I, I'd be down for that. It'd Be all right. Um. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what else they could do though. Like they'd have, they have to have so much content that they've never talked about in order for this to actually make sense. I,
1: I feel right because they shared, you know, a a decent number of animations. Like, what was it, like seven different animated? Yeah, yeah. and. But even if that's 700 minutes total, yeah. that's so, not so a maybe, lot. So maybe maybe they release with a couple episodes of each of those published and then, you know, promising that an extra one of each of those gets published every week or something. Um, right. Still, on launch, like actual story content, I'm, I'm guessing less than two hours. That's, that's my guess. Okay. All right.
0: All right. Uh I'll we'll, uh benefit of the doubt. Yeah, and, and, we're, and we're recording half, this
1: what half. like a month before we know for absolute sure like it's coming out in Let's July try, we're uh, recording no in June at this point. Uh we'll, we could be you all of you listening in the future. Starties. We'll uh we'll know how wrong two we are, three. but yeah, my my guess is like 2 hours of actual content with the promise of an extra like maybe half an hour every week and then plus, yeah. plus filler. And plus. I think it's possible <laughs> that some of that filler is like access to online rules or something, maybe. But I think most of the filler is going to be even... uh, they sit peachy in front of a TV
0: and... <laughs> <laughs> Just um, <laughs> sit, sit uh, in front you of a TV that, with uh... like three
1: cameras on him and
0: yeah. Oh my God, you know what it's going to be? Is It's, it's going to be him next to a fireplace reading black library novels. <laughs>
1: yeah. Actually that's going to happen. You know what? I did actually hear that speculation somewhere if Seriously? No, no, no. The <laughs> um if there was like access to audiobooks for black library or something, like that they actually have a, that
0: changes things. They actually
1: have a ton of that content or if they they've do. taken like a few series that never did get made into audiobooks and just uh Yeah, I mean, you <laughs> it's pretty hard to do a full audio book is someone like reading in front of a fireplace. I'm pretty sure those things have a lot of cuts and edits in them, but. Oh yeah. I, no, I think I mean, that has doing, to be, it like has that, to be yeah. mostly audio. Yeah. But, um, yeah. But, but <laughs> one way they could pad it out in like a very reasonable way that I'd appreciate is if they did have, uh, like a bunch of audio books from black library. I think that would be, that'd be a solid. Move. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's certainly but, but possible. Of course, I, yeah, I mean, you
1: know, audible has audible has most of them and they're, uh, that's
0: true. In fact, I just bought one well and on well and day. truly
1: owned by, by Amazon. I don't know. I don't know how that business works, but
0: actually that's, that's a good point. So Amazon does sell on audible, a crap load of black library. So maybe it was Amazon that was going to put out a Warhammer series at one point. So that's still a possibility. They might end up doing that for the, the, you know to get the stuff into the public i don't know so it's really hard to say we're just it's,
1: speculating so the reason we're talking about this so much is that it's it's really interesting and a little bit head scratching and uh
0: yeah that yeah it's a good idea. Some
1: of it some of it seems really interesting and exciting some of it seems like a pretty bad idea and we're curious to see how it <laughs> how it uh, shakes out <laughs> for you, so
0: Honestly, like lately, it, it feels like I'm watching a train wreck that I also want to be on the train for. Oh, yeah. So I well, don't I, know how to feel.
1: <laughs> so before I forget here, um we were talking about how like a really good animation gets you excited. So they showed mm-hmm. the first seven minutes of their their Blood Angels series. And sure. one of the, of course, a couple of the scenes are just a couple of space marines calling each other bro- brother and talking about honor, which is looks right. pretty awful. <laughs> but um, <laughs> the next scene was a shot of like a bridge of a battle barge for, for the Space mm-hmm. Marine chapter and that was awesome so I don't know if you saw it but they, they pan around and it's it's like half cathedral half sci-fi barge and there's yeah, there, there's like all these you know servitors and they actually have like you know the floating skull thing like hanging around <laughs> nice. and the you know, everybody sitting at their station has these terrible uh, like their eyes are replaced with you know, flashlights and stuff. And it's it, right? <laughs> um, but just the yeah, the gothic design of the bridge and like how it's like part church, part uh, part war room wonderful and it is one of those things that they you know they talk about in the books and and they refer to in a lot of the media but seeing it animated and and brought to Mm -hmm. life was glorious and it was one of those things Mm. like okay you know this has always seemed like silly and stupid but you know what this is awesome and so just you know that that one or two minutes of just panning around the, the bridge of the battle board barge was wonderful. And I do want to watch more of that. I could stand for less of the Space Marines calling each other brother, but uh
0: yeah. I, I think that's that's the thing that's always bothered me the most. Like uh I I've tried several times to play that Space Marine game for like what is it, PS three or I think it was PS three. And it's like I just I can't just shut up. <laughs> about the th- just talk just talk normally please i don't i don't know just bothers me a little bit
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. no yeah. I, I i do want to watch all that content and i will likely pay to to watch that content um and cancel it yeah okay. <laughs> uh i feel like there's there's probably a few of those shows that would be amazing for getting new people into this mm-hmm. world, getting new people into this hobby. Yeah. Um and I wish that was not behind a paywall that you had to
0: already be in the hobby to uh even
1: know about. So
0: Right. Okay. I'll tell you I'll tell you what. Um I'm definitely excited enough to have I don't know, I guess an easy way even if it is behind a paywall, an easy way to get a little bit more of that that lore some of the some of the information that just gets lost. You because know, there's stuff you just pick up on, right? But then if there's a really cool animation, or even if it's short, and it just, it gives you enough to go off of. Like, how much of this hobby is some stupid thing you saw where you're like, I'm going to do that. I'm I'm going to do that now. And it's like some drawing, right? So, yeah, like this, it's going to be inspirational in a in a completely different way for the people who are in this hobby. I just feel bad for people who aren't who probably won't ever see it
1: right yep so we'll see how it shakes i mean if it like is just barely not profitable and they run it for a year before they realize it's not profitable and then they have like you know 10 seasons of something to to throw up on netflix later (laughs) there you go hey uh yeah then i'm glad at least they get some return they tried it yeah
0: (laughs) Yeah,
1: for sure. Oh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Um, huh. I don't think that's all we had for Warhammer Plus. Um, I guess there's one more so. bit of news. Uh, Redgrass what? Games has their new wet palette coming out. They've got a Kickstarter for that. And the only reason I'm bringing it up is because <laughs> Miniac Scott just always goes into a rage when uh, when he talks about it. And, and I want to say <laughs> that Redgrass Games, they sent me their, their new wet palette and... It's mm-hmm. fine. It's it's a wet piece of paper. Does it does that, its uh, job. Like it's 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 fine. That,
0: that's yeah. Specialty membrane that uh it's a wet piece of paper. It's yeah, it, yeah that's what I thought. It, it's good.
1: It's good. Um now and I'll also say I like the box that it comes in, the 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 hard wet palette box. You know, I've stepped on a yeah, Masterson palette before and cracked it. You know, that is cheap plastic, the that's Masterson true. palettes, but that yeah. Redgrass Games uh you know wet palette. I think I could step on that and it could be just fine. I haven't tried it yet, but, um, it might be a good test. Yeah. I, I mean, I know Scott gets like really upset about the mm-hmm. wet piece mm-hmm. of paper, but I think, you know, you want a wet piece of paper.
0: You, you know, it's funny about that. Like how, how so many people talk about even masters and master. Yeah. It's masters and wet palettes, Like how I'll just throw away the paper, take the paper, red grass games, any other army painter, I'll take that paper. out, Toss it. It's no good. Uh, well, a lot of these newer wet pallets are talking about. Well, these are all reusable, right? That's it's a membrane that you get wet and then you can wash it off, and like it actually works. I threw. Um, I didn't
1: realize that. I actually threw away my first piece of paper. I don't know how many more came with it.
0: <laughs> you might want to. Might want to look into that. <laughs> They're supposed to be like super reusable, <laughs> but the point is uh, that, that something I, I learned not that long ago, and I haven't actually tried, but I, I did see this in a, in a video, and I can't remember who, but all of those papers are designed to be soaked like for many minutes and then placed on your wet palette so that there's actual transfer of moisture right so that your paper is even a little bit wet um what most of us do with masterson's wet palettes is you, you know you get the sponge wet you put the paper on and you're like this doesn't work at all this is garbage because yeah. the paper isn't actually absorbing that moisture. There's not enough of it to absorb or, or it's not, it's going to take way too long. It's going to take overnight. You actually have to soak that paper and then put it on. So I learned that and I uh, haven't tried it because I don't literally have any of that paper anymore. I threw it all away. Um, but I thought that was interesting and that's how the, the red palette ones, the newer ones are supposed to work where you can actually wash those off. Um, and I've seen it done. A couple, uh, pretty good painters that have gotten theirs, and they're just like, "Yeah, works like any other wet palette." I wash this. It looks good, cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, that's great. <laughs>
1: yeah, no, that's how I feel. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, I really do like the box. It's uh, you know, it's 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 the right height. It's uh, right surface yeah. area. Yeah, it's, it seems good. The yeah. uh the sponge inside fits it really nicely. I like that the paper is cut out to the size of the box. That's very convenient. Uh Yeah. You know. On the on the whole topic of wet palettes, my my philosophy has come to be like, yeah, wet palettes are really good, you should have one. Which wet palette is best? It's a wet piece of paper like the, <laughs> they're the, all exactly basically. which wet piece of paper <laughs> might depend on the humidity and temperature of the room you're in and your painting style and, and how you like to do things but uh
0: it's
1: wet yeah. piece of paper <laughs> pretty much
0: yeah not much uh difference yeah yeah,
1: yeah. i don't know i i know Grass games um <laughs> they go all in with their their marketing of this is the absolute best, you know, scientifically optimized wet piece
0: of paper. And, you know, I I mean, the only thing that could be scientifically optimized is like how the lid shuts to make it a maximum amount of like how much air to moisture is let in and out. Like, that's literally the only thing they could do to change the wet palette. There's, uh, Um, I think there,
1: is it them that's working on the light? I was listening to... Oh, trapped think under plastic be. and and yeah, the the light, which is the best light for painting. I mean, yeah, right. Like, does it flicker? Don't, don't like, say that. It, is it the color temperature That's you want? Fine. Is it in your way? <laughs> does it flicker? Like, what, what uh, else is there? Like,
0: <laughs> I mean, the fact that people have been using like ten dollar desk lamps for years and getting like the best results in the Wait, actual it, world, like it's fine. It's not the some, best light, some lights as they
1: age, they get a little bit of a wine to them, like. Ee! That's true.
0: Like this, this ring light I got above me is starting to get funky.
1: And so, you know, if you're working under one of those lights and you start to go a little bit insane, that can make your painting mm-hmm. uh, either better or
0: worse. I don't know. So, yeah. Um, and the problem with having uh, multiple lights like you have, you've got like six shop lights up there. You're never going to know which one it is. <laughs> 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 one of those bulbs is going to start to go. <laughs> well, in, in other news, I
1: optimized my system. I can now do two lights. Four lights or all six lights? So you son of a bitch. Um, in this setting, for for the podcast, I'm trying it today. We got we got two shop lights. We got you know it's funny I two LED panels. We got a couple of fill yeah. lights, and just a couple of little LED screw in bulbs,
0: and uh, mm-hmm. trying always trying out new things and seeing what works. Yeah,
1: yeah,
0: I'm seeing it's funny because you lift your hands up and I see shadows in new places. Yeah, it's weird. Like, they're not normally like they passing your face like that so it's it's just strange the weird crap that I wasn't ever gonna mention until you just mentioned that so <laughs> oh boy
1: all right you know Casey, you said that we'd have a lot to talk about today, and
0: we, we did definitely it. did we did it buddy we did it <laughs> like like my memory card's almost full uh I think yeah, our we right we're we're actually getting our there. time together may be coming
1: to a close so second so time weird a charm here, Casey.
0: Yeah. Well, what I was going to say is on that note, uh just skip back like a minute and a half or whatever it was and uh listen to the outro. That's it's like 30 minutes good. ago, Casey. Was it really? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you again again, again for joining us on another episode of Paint Bravely. If you enjoy this podcast, please help us out by just share share the podcast. We would love that. And we do appreciate each and every one of you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. we're sorry <laughs> I love how we're just like we're not gonna ramble we're not gonna we got this worked out we are professionals <laughs> we're so full of shit <laughs>
1: so, so very sorry <laughs> we we want you to know that we appreciate you and, and we're sorry
0: I mean I really do appreciate everyone that listens to this podcast like yeah
1: it makes yeah, it's crazy, <laughs> yeah. Well, on that note,
0: mm. right. go get a beer or something.